millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not necessarily supposed to be medical advice <laughs> or legal advice. A, a, uh, an appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. everyone love the intro there because normally we don't have a medical professional on the on the show so we may actually be giving medical advice tonight we'll see about that but either way i want to thank everybody for being here my guest tonight is dr jennifer vandewater she is a part of a new program called the wellness company uh, she received her degree in pharmacology in 2006 from albany college of New York, and she is part of the Integrative Therapeutics Board at the Wellness Company. Uh, Jen is looking out for the overall wellness of people, and I think that's uh, kind of the overall mission of the Wellness Company. Uh, this is medicine based on freedom. You see it on the card, liberation from big pharma. It's not about the bottom line, it's about what's best for the patient. So do me a favor, don't forget to like and share the broadcast help me by getting it out there on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Twitter or Truth Social or Getter or Gab or Telegram or even Facebook. Thank you very much to Sean Joe over there on the foxhole for that first cookie. Appreciate it. All right, so it looks like we're good over on Getter. We're good over on Odyssey, we're good on the Foxhole, we're good on Rumble. All right, we are live. All right, without further ado, please sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn and join me as I welcome our guest for this evening, Dr. Jen Vandewater. Dr. Vandewater, how are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. Um Oh, you know, I was uh, talking a little bit about uh, uh, medical advice here in the opening portion of the show. Uh, you know, anytime I have someone who is a uh, a doctor or has letters uh, after or before their name, people inevitably always want medical advice. They always want to ask questions about something specific. But you you are a doctor of pharmacology, is that correct? Is that how I would say it? Doctor of pharmacy. Pharmacy. Correct. Okay. Yep. I. Pharmacy. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm a I'm a pharmacist, and I have my doctorate in pharmacy. All right. So. 
What was it that set you on this journey uh, to be a part of something like the wellness company? Well, it's kind of funny. My story begins like as an 18 year old out of high school and just signed up to work at my local, you know, Rite Aid at the time in the pharmacy as a technician. And I loved the the job, the interaction with the community. And I realized early on, I would have a better impact if I was the pharmacist and not just the technician. And so decided to go to college, work my way through college. By the time I got to college, the industry changed drastically. Now, I'm sure it was a, a slow change through the years, but by the time I had gotten out, everyone was pushing prescriptions and pushing a pharmacist to just fill prescriptions. It was no longer about taking the time to talk to the patient and have a relationship with the patient. It was just about numbers. It was the bottom line. Yeah. So the first few years I was out of school and working as a, as a pharmacist, I was questioning things and asking a lot of questions, but I wasn't getting answers. And a lot of the district managers and a lot of the, um, you know, other pharmacists I worked with were really just, just pretty much, well, this is how it is. This, this is, this is the way it goes. I just felt differently in my heart. I didn't understand. And I left the chain pharmacies and went with independent pharmacies and it was better than mom and pops. You know, they actually mm-hmm. value their customers. They, they want to give care. And so I really found a niche there, but there was still something going on internally and I just couldn't figure it out. And one day it hit me when I was working in a long-term care pharmacy. I had in my hand just a whole bunch of pills and I was packaging them for this, you know, long-term care facility. And I realized in that moment, this is a lot of medication for someone like 80 years old and what's really going on. So I started to then look at people and analyze how do people look? And I noticed that the people on the least amount of medications were the healthiest and those on the most medications were not. And that was contrary to everything we were taught in in college. Everything we were taught was quality of life. This is going to give patients quality of life. But I wasn't seeing that. So I knew at this point, right before 2020, I was like, something's going on here. I need to start talking to the doctors, maybe. Maybe if I talk to the doctors, they'll understand what I'm saying. But then everything happened with COVID and that opportunity never happened. And so I was on the sidelines watching everything. And it kind of was that aha moment where the light bulb went off oh my goodness. And I started doing research and came across the Rockefeller Institute of Medicine, came across what's going on, the Flexner Report. I came across that the the prescribed medications are patented and they're designed to be patented when they mimic what's out in nature. And I was just disgusted and bothered and said, that's it. I I can't go back in and and fill prescriptions anymore. Now I've got to help people really know what wellness is. And thankfully, through the journey, I've come across the wellness uh, company. And here I am with them and able to really bring people freedom from pharma. You know, I I love the perspective you bring, because I think a lot of people out in the audience are very skeptical about modern medicine in general, but pharmacists in particular, just because, I mean, your job revolves around the very act of giving those pills to people. Yes, the doctor is prescribing them, but of course, there is a business model that I'm sure that pharmacies have. I mean, they have to if they're going to be operating. But Did you specifically notice uh, a a correlation between the way certain medicines were prescribed and any particular business model? Because, like, you know, I think about something you mentioned patents. So 
Prozac was one formerly one of the most heavily prescribed medications. Back when it first came out, I don't know. I don't remember exactly when it was. Maybe it was the early '90s, mid '90s, something like that. Uh, and uh, and it was everywhere. Doctors were uh, just glad handing it, passing it out like sweet tarts. And then the next big uh, antidepressant comes along, uh, and doctors kind of switched over to that. And you know, yes, maybe Prozac was prescribed, but. Uh, you know, at a certain point, those medicines are no longer patentable because the patents run out and the uh, manufacturers have to tweak it just a little bit, like add a, a hydrogen atom here or an oxygen atom there. And then they have a whole new drug and it's a brand new chemical structure and they can go ahead and patent it. Did you notice any pattern of behavior in terms of uh, how things happened uh, in order to maximize profits based upon the types of medicines they were pushing? Yeah, definitely. And this is kind of quieted down a bit. And it's been a few years since I've been in practice, but there were the pharmaceutical reps and they, they used to come into the pharmacy and they would ask us as pharmacists what doctors were prescribing. They would ask for us to say, oh, your doctor's in your community and we're here based off of Prozac, right? We need mm-hmm. to know uh, how many doctors are prescribing this. We need to know how often. And so they would come in all the time and ask us for information. And I do believe, you know, they would take that information and then go to the doctor's office and kind of say, hey, can you push this more? Hey, you're doing a great job. Here's here's lunch. You know, something to that degree because we would get asked it all the time. So I do believe that the doctors were being kind of pushed by the pharmaceutical reps that were coming in, getting information from us at the pharmacy mm-hmm. and then taking it back and reaching out to those providers. And every time something was new, like you say, when it went from Prozac to Lexapro, you know, all those antidepressants, Zoloft, as soon as a new one came out, it was like peaked. It was like everybody was on the new the new wave. And the insurances, that was the other part of it, they would cover the new one. So they would no longer be covering something that was generic and off patent, but they would be covering, you know, they want people to try the new medications. They want people to start taking something that's new and, and probably get them get them hooked. You know, how strange is that, though? Because you, you would think that insurance companies are looking to save money anywhere that they can. Certainly when it comes to life-saving medical procedures, it seems like they're not interested in covering them or they give people a really hard time. You have to jump through hoops to get it. But a, 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 an off-label or a, a generic medication, you would think that they would be rushing to go ahead and prescribe because it costs so much less. And it really depended on the insurance. And the sad thing is it was those state insurances that were really, really pushing the most expensive medications. Oh. Yeah, people, <laughs> people that are paying. the taxpayers. Yeah, wow. Was, exactly. The people that are paying, you know, for their insurance premiums, they would be, you know, and, and this would be someone that really needed some a, a, new, a newer medication to try something different. Those insurance companies we'd fight with and have to do prior authorizations. But the, the state insurances always wanted the most expensive, the latest and greatest um, all the time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so insane. That's so insane. Uh, how many years have you or were you a practicing pharmacist, if you don't mind my asking? Um, so probably 14, 14, 14. years I practiced, okay, but okay. I've been in pharmacy since 1998. So I've okay. been in pharmacy for like 25 years. So you, you started out like right at the cusp of, uh, what I would consider like the, the advertising blitz, like at, cause yes. it used to be medications could only be advertised like two doctors. And then all of a sudden they started showing up in like people magazine or GQ and stuff. And yep. then, and so what, what 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 about that transition? Uh, what what effect do you think that had on the general public? People coming in and saying, "Hey, I need to try this medication because you know I, I did I did some research and it looks like I have this yeah. disease or something." 
Correct. That's it. That's exactly it worked perfectly to their plan. That's exactly what they wanted. People would come in all the time asking about something they saw in a magazine, on a commercial, uh, a friend, you know, show them an ad, whatever it is. They were looking for that. They, they then thought that's what they had. Yes, this is exactly what I have. This is exactly what I need. And it was even to the point over the counters. OK, I had I had a, a guy come in one time and he rushed up to the counter. He's like, I need I need Zequil because NyQuil then was formulating the bed time, right? This is going to help you sleep. So I brought him to the you know the aisle and I showed him and it was it was quite costly because it was new and it's a brand name. And I said, listen, I said, if you want to save some money, why don't you just buy the diphenhydramine? Because Benadryl, diphenhydramine is what's in Zequil that's going to make you sleep. And he held the two boxes and he went, I'll take the Zequil. And I'm like, I'm a pharmacist advising you to save money. It's the same ingredient. You can read it on the box. But because of the advertising that's done through commercials, he thought that the Zequel was the only thing that was going to help him sleep. That's so powerful. Pe- people are essentially mind controlled uh, through so many different Correct. venues. And uh, and to think that he could have the information staring him in the face, I mean, from an expert and still mm-hmm. default to that programming. I mean, it's kind of indicative of a lot of things that we see in society today. Um, Correct. So, so you said that you 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 left just before covid. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I was in the process. It was uh, January of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was in the process of um, getting into a position where I was going to be working with local doctors to kind of help them understand my my role I was looking at was to help them deprescribe. Really, that's what my my aim was. My aim was not to go there and continue to keep this over prescribing going. I actually had the mindset, well, I'm going to make a difference in these people's lives. I can't do it from behind the pharmacy counter. I'll get out there and work with the doctors. And thankfully, locally, there was a office that had a part-time pharmacist who was retiring. And I said, yay, I want the job. I talked to them. And then March came along. So I put in my notice, left in February and March, everything happened. And uh, the office ended up going telehealth and they no longer needed an in-house pharmacist to to be staffed there. But I, I chuckle because God has bigger plans. You know, here I thought it was the end all be all. This was my last hope to, you know, really help people. But God didn't want me local. He called me nationally and I very humbly honored to answer that call for him. That's great. Um, t- talk about the process of deprescribing, I mean, is that exactly what I think it is? I mean, getting people off of certain prescriptions? Correct. Yes. So we have a program at the wellness company called Freedom from Pharma. And this is something that everyone is passionate about because we know that people are overprescribed um, and just given the idea that there's a pill to fix the problem and that it's maybe not lifestyle. It maybe isn't a diet or nutrition. Um, there's so many other factors. And so what we've decided and is that, hey, we want to really help people figure this out. Now, pharmacists are not the ones you know, deep prescribing. We work with providers, but with Freedom From Pharma, we have wellness pharmacists that partner with the patient and do like the triaging in the beginning, figure out what can happen and what can change. And then get the patient in with the provider. And then the provider can look through our notes and talk to the patient and see if it's possible to help them start weaning off. Now, it's a journey. It's not an overnight process because a lot of times too, you'll start to come off of a medication and realize maybe you're moving too fast and have to bump it back up a little bit because your body's been used to this for a very long time. 
and you don't want to shock your body. You want it, you want it to heal. You want it to restore. And it's only going to happen in doing it slowly and based on what your body can handle. And everybody's different. So if one person is done in two months, another person can be done in six months, and that's okay. Because in the end, it's it's the wellness goal you're looking to reach. And that's what we're here to provide for the people. You know, I, I have to be honest, I have never heard of a medical professional like talking about this as like a path of regularity. Like I mean, usually somebody wants to get off a medication, you know, because they've decided or maybe they're just tired of taking something. And I've heard doctors kind of try to dissuade people from doing that. Uh, Or maybe a doctor is like, you know what, you've been on painkillers for too long and we need to get you off of them. But it's a really dangerous and slippery slope because there are so many medications out there that people are taking with a, a regular basis. And your body really does become dependent upon that. It's like, you know, me and caffeine. I know I've got more caffeine receptors in my brain than I should if I wasn't drinking coffee and energy drinks. And if I don't drink them, I get a headache and I can tell. I mean, I feel the dependency. But, I mean, you can get that with just about any type of medication, right? Correct. It's absolutely true. And, And there are some medications that maybe your dose can be lowered. Mm-hmm. With lifestyle changes, but because your body has become so dependent, the provider may may realize you need to stay on this. But we can maybe get the dose lower, like blood pressure, for example. Maybe your blood pressure is super high and you've been on a medication for so long, but maybe there's some lifestyle changes that can be implemented, change in diet, you know, some movement. I don't like using the word exercise because exercise can become very scary for people, but just movement <laughs> and getting some, yeah, yeah, right, it is. And so, and some people really can't vigorously exercise, but just mm-hmm. moving and getting your body kind of, you know, um, in a balance. And then you can start to wean off and, and down on some doses and see if you can be at a much, much lower dose where your body's not so dependent. I mean, it would be amazing. And I know a lot of people are like, I want off all of all these medications, but it is patient by patient specific. And it is reviewing everything that the, the reason they were prescribed in the first place and trying to find alternatives. And if there's not, you know, we can get that dose hopefully down so that they're not on as many medications and much lower doses. Do you think there are any medications that that you couldn't take people off of or that there isn't some other avenue that you could uh, use to treat whatever the underlying malady is? Well, I, I know like a lot of heart medications and stroke medications, you really uh, do not want to mess with that. And not not knowing to not knowing the cause of what what led to that condition. But we do have a naturopath that we work with and she's been able to treat people for many, many years naturally. And she's helped people come off of medication. So we utilize her all the time and she helps us case by case, look at each patient and try to figure out what's best and then work with the providers who ultimately give the patient the, you know, deep prescribing plan, how to start tapering, what to monitor for. And then they touch base with us again, us pharmacists, and then we can help them if they're having trouble. They say, hey, this tapers way too fast. We'll go, okay, we'll reach out to the doctor. We'll see what's going on. And then we'll tell them, okay, keep keep going at this rate, change that, whatever it is. It's just, it's nice that we actually have that um, com- continuum of care, you know, where we're working with each other as a pharmacist, as a provider, as a naturopath. I mean, this has never been done before. And out in mainstream, they did not want you collaborating with other professionals. They wanted you to stick to your lane, stick to your box and just to give give the meds out to the patients. They never wanted you to actually treat the patient as a whole. 
Yeah, I, I mean, this is definitely something unique. I, I mean, just from my own perspective, trying to navigate my way through insurance or, you know, a doctor going to see a specialist or something. I mean, you, you really don't get a lot of communication between those those different groups of people. And then perhaps once you get in touch with an office, uh, you don't maybe have the greatest communication with them directly. Uh, so I, I can see how there is a need for this. How, how would you guys... Uh, how would you define and describe the wellness company and what actually is it? I, I said boutique healthcare, but I don't know if that's really accurate from what your, your point. Well, in, we're about wellness and exactly what's in our name. We are pretty much trying to be a parallel to what mainstream has set up. Mainstream has put out that you cannot see a provider and get a prescription for ivermectin if you're concerned about, you know, COVID prevention or treatment. Um, we actually have packages where if someone's suffering long haul COVID, they can come in and see a provider and get extensive labs and, and see where they're at to, to treat and, and get treatment for that. And then we also have vaccine injury package, which you know, not a lot of people are talking about out there. A lot of a lot of mainstream providers are ignoring that maybe what the person is actually dealing with is a vaccine injury. Mm-hmm. And we need to look at that and again, do labs and detox and find um, alternative treatments to help that patient so that they can live better and feel better. Um, so we have wellness. We also have the marketplace. And in our marketplace, we have amazing good supplements, all USA, all pure. Um, I was with the team designing some. I have a few that are my own. I have a spike recovery formula. So anybody that's vaccinated or even unvaccinated and you're concerned about the spike proteins, this has been formulated to help inhibit and neutralize the spike proteins and also keep your body strong uh, with anti-inflammatory ingredients and also um, some ingredients that help rebuild the tissue that's been damaged by the spike proteins. And the other one I have is Immune Boost. So if you want to stay healthy and not get sick, this is formulated to have ingredients in there that keeps your immune system strong. We have others. There's a sleep formula. There's a bone formula. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough has a few. He's got a heart one and a mito support. So if you're suffering long COVID, the mito support is really good for that. And then we have, you know, just daily essentials that you could take every day. Uh, gummy vitamins, uh, vitamin B, uh, vitamin C, um, just just your everyday, you know, uh, vitamins and supplements. Um, we also have a media section. So we have articles that are written by us providers uh, to share truth and knowledge and, and educate people with our art that's unbiased from the mainstream. That's not that not what you're going to see. Um, so we have a little bit of everything and we're, we're growing all the time. There's always new things that are coming up to try to just give people more options where they can make that choice for themselves. So it's not it's not insurance. It's not uh, a health cooperative. I mean, how how would right. you, how would you like what what is the structure of it? Because uh, I want people to understand, you know, like what they're getting, and and you know, and, and also how does it work? I mean, it seems like there's like a monthly uh, or maybe a, a yearly uh, access fee, and then you get into this this network of doctors and professionals. Correct. And you don't have to be a member to have access to anything. You don't have to actually be a member. If you want to see a provider, if you want to purchase from the marketplace, you do not have to be a member. But if you want discounts, then definitely purchase a membership. And the membership is not pricey at all. It's $9.99 for a month or it's $99.99 for a year. So the membership cost is is quite low. And then you get savings on on everything we, we offer if you're a member. 
member, but you don't have to be a member. You get savings on your appointments with the provider, the packages, the supplements, and, and anything else that we, we offer, there will be discounts on. Okay, great. Uh, Susan Busen over on Rumble said the USA and New Zealand are the only two countries that allow Big Pharma to advertise directly to consumers. So we will self-identify and ask for the drug. If you ask about a drug, most will prescribe it, which is just so crazy because I remember when I was younger, uh, I, I feel like I remember a doctor telling me anybody who comes in and asks for something for specific, we're not going to give it to them because, I mean, that's kind of a red flag. Um, you know, and of course, a lot of people will ask for things like, you know, painkillers and anxiety meds and stuff. That's just way over prescribed now. But did you happen to see uh, Dope Sick? It was about the um, uh, the advent of OxyContin. And what you were describing with the pharmaceutical reps coming in, I mean, it, it detailed all of that, laid all of that out and showed mm-hmm. how they basically, I mean, <laughs> the reps came into the doctor's offices and they went to the pharmacies and told them that uh, there was no withdrawal symptoms with OxyContin and that it was essentially like this, like, miracle, um, what do they call them, Um uh, a narcotic, like a miracle narcotic that would yep. not produce the same symptoms as like, say, Vicodin or morphine or any of this other stuff. And so they started just prescribing it like candy to people. And a lot of doctors got hooked on it, too, because, you know, they were caught up in the hype. Um, I want to talk more about the vaccine injury and the spike protein recovery, because I think that like those are two of the main things yeah. that people will ask me about, you know, like, you know, what do I do? Like, you know, God forbid somebody felt like they had to take the vaccine. I am unvaccinated. I know a lot of people are unvaccinated, but there are still people out there who felt that they had to get it because of their job or maybe because of their family members. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're suffering today. They're, they, are, they are going through some some terrible things or maybe they just have anxiety because they feel like they're a ticking time bomb waiting for that to go off. Um, you know, what, what, what I mean, obviously, you've got these products, but really, what can people do about it? I, I mean, like, it seems it's difficult to imagine once that stuff is in your body, we don't have uh, the full complement of information. I mean, this isn't a, a vaccine that was tested for years. I mean, well, they did, I guess they did do a lot some testing on mRNA vaccines on animals that uh, didn't end up too uh, too good for those guys. No, no. But yeah. I mean, we just don't we don't have the human information. Right, right. And we do not. And it's unfortunate that we do not. But to ease people's minds, yes, there is the vaccine injury package. And and it's really dependent on the person. So I like you, I know people that defaulted, I guess to say and took the vaccine, right? And now they're not. Yeah. yeah, they are now not they're not they're not suffering, thankfully. Right. But they're concerned about things. And we do have a really a better a package where you can get the spike recovery and have a consult with a provider where you don't have to do labs. So if you because the, the package with the labs, the labs are very, very extensive labs mm-hmm. and it's intentionally set up that way because there's a lot that a provider has to ask for to look for to see where the patient is at. So if a patient is saying, hey, you know, I do not have symptoms, but I just want to ease my mind. We do have a spike bundle where you can come in, see a provider and get the product um, for a much lower price than the adverse reaction, you know, vaccine reaction package. And then the provider could give you, get you a prescription for ivermectin so that either you could use it as a detox because ivermectin also works against the spike proteins along with the spike recovery, or 
you could just hold your ivermectin and have it on hand in case you have symptoms and need to um, take it. So something you discuss with the provider and get that prescription and get it filled at one of our preferred pharmacies, because then there's no worry you're going to get your ivermectin when you go to one of our pharmacies. That's great. But with the with the vaccine, you know, reaction package, it is a very extensive lab workup. And though that's really for the people who are really seeing signs and symptoms and saying, you know what, something's not right anymore and I need to just know. And so I really do recommend it's costly because the labs, there's a lot of labs, a D dimer. And I'm sure you've heard this. They are not, uh, cheap to get a D-dimer test on. And a lot of the labs are looking for inflammatory markers and a lot of things to help guide the physician in knowing what to prescribe and what to recommend outside of prescription. So it's very important that people are aware of that. And then you get consults with the provider. And I'm not sure exactly how many, but there's a handful of consults you'll get in the vaccine package because you have to go back. You have to go for an initial consult, then get the labs, come back and see the provider, and, and work through that to make sure whatever it is you're facing, you're working to decrease the inflammation, to decrease the spike. And I do recommend the spike recovery. Again, I recommend that for vaccinated and unvaccinated because the unvaccinated, we know vaccine shedding is real. The Pfizer documents, it was leaked. So it's really important that those of us like you and myself, we're not vaccinated. We still want to be around those that are because they're our friends and family. So it's important for us to be protected as well. And we do not know yet how long that shedding takes place. I do not know. Is it just when they get the shot for a few months? Is it yearly? Are their bodies making it? We don't have the answers to that yet. So I really do recommend the spike recovery to just have that as a preventative to take it. And if you're not vaccinated and people ask us all the time, because it can get costly to buy supplements, you know, take it a few days before you're going out and you're going to be around people and then take it a few days after to keep your body protected from any spike encounters and have it on hand as, as that reason. If you are vaccinated, I recommend taking it as it's written on the bottle, take it routinely to keep those spikes down in your body and in your bloodstream to do less damage. Um, that, that's really important. And if you are unvaccinated and you're just very concerned you're around vaccinated people all the time, then just make it part of your daily regimen. It's safe. It's not toxic. The only advice I would give to, to say caution is if you're on blood thinners, there is a natural anti-fribulinic agent in there called natokinase. So if you are on blood thinners, prescribed blood thinners, aspirin, I, I really recommend to consult a physician before taking it. Or if you're, um, you know, planning on becoming pregnant, pregnant or nursing because of that um, natokinase, I would recommend against it. But everybody else, it's, it's safe to use and it, it's a good it's a good product. I'm glad we have it because I have not seen anything else out there. I actually was taking like multiples of what's in it, you know, just to get the, the protection. So now it's nice to have everything in one pill. Yeah, I, I have to say that's pretty sweet because I have definitely noticed at times you know, I mean, like I generally spend a lot of time alone, like it's me and my fiance. We live here in northeastern Florida, don't have a huge social circle. The people that I do know, they're not vaccinated. However, I have at times, you know, had to uh, spend extended lengths of time around people who are vaccinated. And, you know, I've noticed, uh, you know, you know, stuff going on. Uh, Lisa has noticed. And, uh, it, you know, I've just always been like, oh, you know, what am I supposed to do about it? I mean, besides locking myself up. Um how big is the network? And uh, you've mentioned telemedicine. You've mentioned like actually like seeing someone, um, you know, are you guys 
present in all 50 states? Do you have like actual offices where people go or, or how is the structure? It would be nice. Someday, someday for <laughs> sure, we will have offices in all 50 states. And right now it's just virtual. Right now it's all, you know, there you go to the um, the website, twc.health. And if you want an acute care visit where you just say, I want to come in and, and talk to a provider and get ivermectin, you click for an acute care visit, uh, set up your appointment with the provider. The provider will reach out to you and you can let them know. It's about a 15-minute consult. They'll talk to you, make sure you have no contraindications, and they will get that script sent to one of our preferred pharmacies. One of the things that I really want to educate people on, and it's important to know, in the height of COVID, you know, the chain pharmacies were making it very clear that they weren't going to fill ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. And everybody flocked to the independent freedom pharmacies and was like, sure, I'm going to go support them. But as things kind of quieted down and those big chain pharmacies are saying, oh, no, we will. We will fill ivermectin. People are thinking they can go back to those pharmacies, but it's a catch. These pharmacies are not filling ivermectin. What we're hearing and we're finding out is a patient will go in, hand them the script. The pharmacist goes to put this through the patient insurance and the insurance comes back rejecting it because it's not for parasites it's not for worms and the insurance company saying i want a diagnosis code on this and then the pharmacist has to try to get a hold of the doctor and get a diagnosis code and as soon as they find out it's covid it's not done the other thing that's happening is the insurance company is asking for a prior authorization prior authorizations could take 72 hours to get a response back if the provider actually fills out the documentation for the prior auth so if someone is sick we know early treatment is key and there's a, a hold then on that prescription and then after they go the three days and they don't get it they still are not getting it and the pharmacist has to try to get it to the pharmacy for the patient or they're saying well we will we'll do paxlovid for you we can get you that and that's not <laughs> what we know is safe and effective like ivermectin so to save everyone the trouble it's just important to know your pharmacy it's important to know where they're aligned because that is going to be key and we really should be supporting those businesses that are aligned with us that will stand up and fight for us because during the height of it there was a lot of pharmacies that couldn't make it and they were shut down so if you find one that you can support it's really important to support them and we have two that we are working with that were preferred they cover all 50 states and we have one in uh in nevada that compounds the ivermectin so it's much much cheaper for the patient because it's it's cash these, ph these pharmacies do not partner with the insurance companies right. because then they can't fill it anyway but it's going to be cash and it's it's much cheaper and if someone is sick it can be overnighted but it will be shipped to your door and um, our other pharmacy does have it as well so these pharmacies are you know there for the people they're they, they can't give it away for free it, sure. And it has gone up. The price did go up. That's that's big pharma. That is not the pharmacy's fault. Um, what they're what we're finding out is happening too. The chain pharmacies, the cost when they order it in is much much less compared to the independent pharmacies that order it in. Mm -hmm. So the independent pharmacies have no choice but to charge a little bit of a markup where the other pharmacies are, are getting it at a much lower rate. And it's unfair. It's that's how it is. It's the nature of the beast. We have to just be aware of it and really support those pharmacies that are aligned with our values. Well, I, I absolutely agree with you. And you guys, I, I've passed out the link to this. Uh, if you use the link that I sent and you use code RP78, you will get a discount uh, on anything through the wellness company. So uh, I have people asking all the time about where to get ivermectin. And, you know, until this point, it's been kind of sketchy, the, the sources that I had uh, to get it from. And certainly, you know, I mean, obviously people can go out and get the horse paste and stuff, but I think it's a lot better. It's a lot better. Uh, Yes, I just heard myself coming through your speakers, so let me speak a little quieter. But 
Uh, I think it's a little, it's it's much better if people can get uh, uh, you know a properly apportioned uh, pill rather than having right. to kind of uh, you know measure it out a little bit themselves. Um, I'm assuming that the same is is true for hydroxychloroquine and uh, right. um, any anything else like that. But wh- what about uh, any like experimental medications? Uh, like for example. Um, Fenbendazole. Uh, people have used that. That's another uh, anti-parasitic, but they prescribe it for dogs. But um, you can purchase the version that's available for dogs. But many people have used it to great success uh, for a variety of cancers. Yeah, it, it can be used and it would be something that the patient would have to talk to the provider about to see. Um, I haven't had anybody ask for that or heard about anybody asking for that yet, but I know I've heard a lot about fenbendazole. And yes, I've been hearing that a lot of these antiparasitics are really working against cancer. So mm-hmm. it makes you wonder what's really going on there. And it, it, if, there, if things are safe and effective, why not try it? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, even if it's not something that's approved, I mean, at this point, I think it's, it's good for people to know what's out there and then have that conversation with the provider, ask them what they recommend and find out what the right dose is that's appropriate for whatever condition you're going through. Like you say, it is better to get the one from the provider because it's dosed right. Yeah. Um, a lot of people I know do have trouble dosing the horse paste and oh, I mean, that it comes out like toothpaste. It's all over the place. <laughs> And then you're not sure you're getting too little. You don't want to get too much. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that people do get and have it on hand so that this way when something happens. But it's really important. Yeah, fenbendazole is a new, you know, up and coming, you know, people are talking about it. And I'm I'm glad to see this. And it's it's given me hope in realizing that a lot of the stuff I was taught was inaccurate and that there, there are these cures. You know, there are these ways to actually help people that are suffering. Well, you know, there are there's so many that are out there, too. Um, uh, some some of my good friends, uh, uh, Charlene and Ty Bollinger. This is like the focus of like all of their research, you know, diff- a variety yep. of different cures for cancer. And uh, I would love to see it if people had the ability to, you know, try all these things like through a sanctioned healthcare provider, somebody that can help them kind of navigate it, because it, it, it's yeah. rough waters. If you're just, you know, you're a sick person out there and you're trying to do whatever you can to, to stay healthy and, and to stay on top of this stuff. And, you know, I, I would imagine it would be frustrating and, and it could be, you know, overwhelming at times. And if you had somebody that you could speak to about it, then it, that's that's a lot better. Um that's a good you point. Know. And I think that once we have, you know, physical locations, mm-hmm. a lot of this can be accomplished in a much better way. It's hard. It's really hard to do a lot of things virtually. Sure. You know, you really cannot uh, see, see a patient, uh, understand what's really going on. You're trying to hear through a computer or over a phone. And I, I mean, I'm really big on on person-to-person relationship. And, and like you say, I think once we establish ourselves, and it is going to come, we want to be actually out there in brick and mortar, I think we can have more of those conversations and time to sit one-on-one with the patient, have the conversation and see what's best for them and give them the option to choose. You know, I know someone that I recommended they were they were already in the point where they were not doing well on a lot of the experimental chemo drugs and new new medications. And I said, listen, I just heard about ivermectin. Try it. What's it going to hurt? So they brought it to their oncologist and the oncologist says, yeah, I've heard about that, but it's not protocol, so I won't prescribe it. 
And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. The, the person is already, I mean, really, they're not doing well. It's it, at this point, let's give them some hope and something different. They just wouldn't prescribe it. Um, so at this point, I think people should be able to have a choice and a say in what they do for their own health. My goal is to help people realign mind, body, spirit and own their own health, live in health sovereignty. We've become too dependent on somebody else to be the expert of what's best for us. And I want people to know that they know what's best for them. Yeah. You know, I, the, the concept of sovereignty over your own body is, is kind of foreign in modern medicine, it seems today. You know, I mean, uh-huh. doctors, uh, they're just so egotistical, you know, thinking that, you know, they know better or, or just to tell somebody who's probably going to die from cancer that because it's not part of the protocol, they can't take it. I mean, you know, yeah. the chemotherapy or the radiation even is, you know, probably not doing them any favors at a certain point. You know, I mean, it's just making people sicker. Uh, it's certainly not helping your quality of life. I've seen people waste away from cancer uh, under the care of a doctor, and it's just – it's awful. My my dad died from lung cancer in 2009, and he was in the VA health system. And, uh, you know, the the length of time from when he got sick to when we finally learned what type of cancer it was, that was like six months. And so there was like nothing going on in between that time. It was just a bunch of waiting around uh, and shuttling back and forth to uh, a yep. location that was an hour away. Uh, to get tests and, you know, get blood drawn. And, you know, finally, after six, I couldn't believe it took him six months. And then he was gone two months later. I mean, it was like that. Yeah. There, there was no time for anything else. No, by the time it's usually found, it's 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 late. And that's why it's really good. There's a lot of things. And are you drinking lemon water? So I was just going to say that. Is that I, what I you am. have? <laughs> yeah, I see. I live in northeastern Florida. I grew these lemons in my backyard. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's what I was going to say. There's things we can do now that um that are that are not costly that aren't anything we have to go and change right there's little things we can do and the number one thing we can do to stay healthy is first of all keep your body alkalized not acidic and what makes your body acidic is a lot of sugar a lot of processed foods um you know gmo foods you know mm-hmm. all that stuff is actually causes your body to become acidic when your body is very acidic it's highly inflamed and when it's highly inflamed it opens the door for diseases and diseases like cancer. So people always say, well, what can I do to decrease the acidity in my body? Well, crazy enough, lemon water, right? Lemon water, it's actually alkalizes the body. And if you're someone that doesn't like lemons, then put a pinch of baking soda in your water in the morning and have a full glass of that. You know, I know lemon (laughs) water to me is much better too. I'll go for the lemon water. But there are ways you can do things to help your body. So avoid those foods, avoid the oils, like the vegetable oils and the, you know, seed oils. You want to use coconut oil, avocado oil, or how about animal fat, you know, butter, Um, you know, do, do what you can to your body. Keep it as natural as possible. And this is so true. We're not artificial. So why would we put artificial into our bodies? That's not how we were created. So if you want to avoid running into those problems, it starts with small steps that you can do. And it's really bringing, bringing your body to balance. And a few things we have at the wellness company that are really key. And I had our naturopath, you know, kind of explain this to me, bee pollen. Mm-hmm. Bee pollen is something that is so important and so necessary for our overall well-being. It's amazing. And actually, her bee pollen is the bee pollen that we actually sell at the wellness company. So it's sourced right from her in Florida. And uh, it's 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 amazing stuff. And then the other thing that's really important is digestive enzymes. Mm. So our gut health is way out of whack. And nobody mm-hmm. even realizes this anymore. And the food we eat is so 
overly processed, you know, and, and changed over so many times that we're not getting the enzymes to help break down what we're eating. And a lot of times the nutrition is going right through us oh, yeah. and we're not absorbing anything. So digestive enzymes help break things down, help your body absorb. Those are two really important things that I think everybody should be, you know, taking on a, on a routine basis. And the other thing that's important to you, especially someone like me in the Northeast, vitamin D. Vitamin oh, yeah. D is so important to keep your immune system strong. Uh, take it with vitamin D with K. The K helps put it where it needs to be. I mean, your body, but it's really, really important to take. Those are the, the three I would say are like really something that people should just be on because we're not getting the nutrition we need from our diet. The digestive enzymes would help. Bee pollen's not really a supplement. It's kind of like something that should be added to your, your daily intake in food. And the vitamin D and K, those are just the top three I really recommend that people take on a routine basis. I'm I'm checking all the boxes because not only do I eat keto and I avoid processed Mm -hmm. foods and certainly avoid GMO, uh, I eat a lot of animal fat because of the keto because I've just eaten meat. I put butter Mm -hmm. on everything. I know how good that is for you. Only drink whole milk if I do. And, uh, yep. and and also it's it's from the farmers market, so uh, it's uh, yep. it's from like one cow at a time. It's and raw milk. It's yeah. raw milk, yes. Yep. And and yep. we've got local bee pollen that we bought at the farmers market as well. And of course, I got the uh, uh, the the lemon water. So so yeah, all those things, you guys. I'm probably going to live to be over a hundred. I would highly recommend it. I'm 44 years old, so we'll see how long I last. It's it's doing so it's doing good so far. Uh, let me mm-hmm. say thank you over on Rumble to Socialism Sucks 88. Uh, he says, uh, Dr. Jen, hydroxychlor- hydroxychloroquine versus ivermectin, pros and cons of the two. And I would also add to that, can, can you think of uh, instances where you would recommend one over the other because they both seem to have uh, fairly good success rates when, uh, when when prescribed for a number of things? Right. And this is actually a great question. This is one that's like probably my favorite to answer because normally in life, we're given a good choice and a bad choice, right? Mm-hmm. And what, and now with both of these, they're both very, very effective and very, very good, very safe. Um, I do not have one preference over the other. Um, it was funny because hydroxychloroquine was the first one that was mentioned by President Trump and everybody went haywire. But there were providers in the background that had already seen ivermectin doing some some work, right? So they were kind of keeping it hush-hush, trying to still get it out to people and use it. But then it caught wind and then it became the next big wave. And hydroxychloroquine kind of fell to the, you know, the back a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think both are fine. I, I recommend both. It's really personal preference because either will do will do the work. Either will actually help you. I ended up getting hydroxychloroquine and using hydroxychloroquine, but I do have ivermectin on hand in case I need that. So it's okay to, you know, to have, have both. And there are um, supplements out there. So if you cannot get hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin in a pinch, quercetin is the natural and sweet wormwood is for uh, ivermectin. So there are some natural supplements that you know, are the same as the, as a prescription so that you can get those and have those on hand as well. Okay, so, awesome. but yeah, it's nice. I love it. They're both good. So, they are. Mm-hmm. so I, I forgot one thing. I also take liquid vitamin D and K every morning, uh, to add to my, my regimen, but, uh, you know, so uh, when it comes to, uh, what I've read about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin is that, uh, they work better at different points in like the sickness continuum. Like if you recognize that you're sick early on, you take hydroxychloroquine that it tends to knock it out uh, pretty quickly. And then with ivermectin, you can take it later if you don't have access to it early on. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got, I've got both on hand, you know, I, but I also think that 
it's uh, it's been a little bit easier to determine a, a dosing schedule for ivermectin because there are so many people who can get uh, the, uh, the the version that's that's produced in the paste form for a, a number of different animals. But hydroxychloroquine is a little different. You know, you just can't go on a search engine nowadays and, and search, you yeah. know, how do I take hydroxychloroquine to fight covid? Uh, because it's it's all going to be suppressed and and maybe you'll find some research studies, but they will be the official research studies from like the CDC or the NIH where they just where they didn't give people the right doses. And then they say that it didn't work because, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, yeah, it was incomplete. And the other thing, too, is is with ivermectin, it's a once a day dosing where hydroxychloroquine is twice a day dosing. So that is if it's the patient dependent, if you don't want to some people are like, oh, I always forget the second dose and then just stick to the ivermectin because it's a once a day dosing. Okay. Um, but yeah, but but both are are very effective. And you're right, the early on for one and, you know, longer term for the other. But still, if if you feel something and you have it on hand, don't waste any time to start taking start taking the medication to just, you know, early treatment is key. So when it comes to hydroxychloroquine, can you tell us what an appropriate dose would be, say, for an average sized adult? Um, the, the hydroxychloroquine that I have, I want to say that they are 200 milligram or maybe 250 milligram tablets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, what I did find was said something kind of crazy, like you take five at a time twice a day or something like that, oh. but I don't know if that's correct. So that's why I'm asking. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not correct. Um, typically you could, you could do two of the 200s twice a day to get 400 milligrams and do that for five days. Okay. Um, or, you know, you could also, if you didn't have enough on hand, you could do the 200 milligrams twice a day for seven days to do a little longer. Okay. Um, but yeah, but it's typically that, but yeah, not, not five. And usually they're 200 milligrams, okay. but, um, but yeah, 400 milligrams uh, twice a day, especially with severe, with severe COVID for sure. Okay. What about for ivermectin? You know, the, I, I used when I had, when I got sick, I used the, the paste. And so it was just, I, I did enough for 200 pounds because I'm just under 200 pounds. And that was really as close as I could get to actually measuring it out. I wasn't going to be able to get to milligrams or anything like that, but what would an average dose of ivermectin be and the dosage schedule? Ivermectin is weight dependent. So it's really hard. It's hard to say because it's really about milligrams per kilogram so it, it's measuring out knowing your weight and then from there the dose is made that's why compounding is kind of nice it can be compounded exactly to you know the patient's weight sure. um so that it's exact for that patient and the the dosing is kind of changed so in the beginning it was like 0.2 milligrams per kilogram then it went up to 0.4 and it could even be 0.6 and and 0.8 in some that are vaccine injured it can be really as high as 0.8 i have heard and i have from other pharmacists that are you know compounding this they say they've seen it go even higher in some vaccine injured because it really does help against the spike protein. Okay. Um, Somebody over on Odyssey says, uh, Forever Flowers says, I'm curious about the shedding of the flu shot. Uh, What can you tell us about that? Is that something people need to be worried about? And, uh, you know, before you answer that real quick, just like this was the idea of the flu shot when I was younger, I was very young. I mean, before I recognized that there was any connection between vaccines and perhaps autism and other things. Um, mm-hmm. And when I learned about how the flu shot was produced, uh, I just it, it's I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, you know, the shot they're giving you is not for the version of the flu that is like circulating right then. So I was like, how is that going to help you? That just doesn't seem to, you know, compute for me. But, you know, what what can you tell us about that? 
Well, one good thing to know is I never became a certified immunizer. So, and that's very rare. <laughs> you want to tell people that first off. <laughs> yeah, I, I never, I never was one. And I remember when I was in college and towards the end of my, my years, uh, they were offering that, oh, pharmacists can now give shots. And I was like, that is not happening. I am not giving shots. My first reason was because I would faint and nobody wants to come into the pharmacy and see their pharmacist drop to the floor because she's getting queasy giving a shot. But over the years, <laughs> I started to see things happening just like you're saying and i never understood the flu vaccine i said why are we giving people a vaccination to something that we don't even know i said this is well it could be i'm like this isn't even real science like it's not even there's nothing backing this and then i will say after realizing the shedding with covid was real i questioned it myself now i don't have any proof but just from my own experience of what i saw Everyone would come into the pharmacy. Every time I work somewhere, everyone that works there can get the, the vaccine for free. I never got it, but worked around everybody that got the shot. And guess what? I got always got sick and I never got the shot. And like, see, you should have gotten your shot. And I'm like, okay, now I'm wondering, was that always shedding from the flu vaccine? It just makes me wonder. Makes I don't have any proof, but I definitely think there's something to it. Um, another thing that's coming up, and I don't know if anyone's heard of this, but there are people I'm hearing and they have, you know, family members that are young, you know, 14, 15, 16. They did not get the COVID vaccine. And so the, the, the parents are thinking their kids are good, but now their kids are ending up with myocarditis. Oh, How, just from the shedding, maybe? Oh. It could be the shedding, but wow. they, the kid, the, these these children are getting the flu vaccine. Oh, so okay. I, I don't know, but it's just something to caution people. You know, wow. what is really going on here? So why are people getting myocarditis that did not get the COVID shot? Is it the shedding? Is it another vaccine? I don't know, but it's just, again, caution, just something you, to be cautious about. You know what that puts into my mind? I mean, they've now announced that the new flu vaccines are going to be mRNA based. Maybe they've already yeah. been passing them out. Maybe they've already been injecting people with them. I mean, you know, I mean, the the the, the entirety of, of the world became a uh, a research study group, you know, for the Correct. mRNA vaccines. And I'm sure that actually I just this is crazy. I, I saw Benjamin Netanyahu talking about the deal that he made with Albert Borla at Pfizer about bringing the covid vaccine to Israel first because it's a relatively small population, fairly well um, uh, contained. Uh, and he said that they would keep track of everybody's signs and symptoms and the effects because every single person has a digitized health record. So they can walk into any medical provider, any hospital, anywhere in Israel, and they will immediately have access to all of their uh, medical records. And so it would be very simple for them to use the entire population of Israel as a, a test mm -hmm. study group. And that's exactly what they did. And, you know, the people of Israel are, uh, they're not doing too good right now when it comes no. to this stuff. No, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty bad. It's scary. Um, and, you know, they, they wouldn't tell us, like, do we expect them to tell us that the flu shot is mRNA? Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, I, I would not put any faith in anything that they tell us to be truth. No. So they could have been using it all along. And, you know, we don't know about it, but it's just, 
I'm at that point that, I mean, I never got a flu shot. I never was a certified immunizer, but I used to go and get my tetanus, you know, mm -hmm. every 10 years. Sure. I won't, I won't get any more shots. I, I just do not have faith in the, in the system and the industry. And so I have researched how to take care of myself if I were to step on a rusty nail. You know, again, it's owning your own health, doing your own research, seeing how you can take care of yourself naturally and and prevent something from happening so that's what i'm doing for myself and i recommend others to just you know research do their research and be knowledgeable so that they can take care of themselves oh good god awakened one says the mrna is now in the infant shots god help us all um mm. you know that's extremely frightening because i mean the the number of vaccines that they are giving to to babies i mean you, you come out of the womb and you get like 35 shots like before you oh. even leave the hospital i mean I don't know. I, I just it, that 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 my 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 hopes for humanity from this point out uh, are fairly low key because I mean it just seems like things are so dark and there are so yeah. many people out there who have already allowed themselves to be jacked up with whatever is in those things and uh, and and I don't know like what the what the percentages are for for babies that are coming out that are are their parents are not allowing them to be fully vaccinated like my 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 daughter's unvaccinated and uh, you know I mean the only thing that I've gotten like I remember when I was in like middle school they gave me the MMR shot and uh and then you know a couple of years ago I did step on a rusty nail <laughs> they gave me a tetanus <laughs> shot you know but um but that's it you know I mean I've never gotten the flu shot yeah. I, I don't worry about anything else and you know, I mean, I just, I, I just take, I just take care of myself. That's all I can do. Uh, right. It, it's right. horrible. It's horrible. Um, so, have do you just anecdotally have you noticed any particular any any of these vaccines that came out for COVID? Have you noticed any of them having uh, worse effects than other ones? I mean, it seems like they're all a nightmare. But uh, I'm just wondering yeah. if you have seen a preponderance of cases given a certain one. No, I, I have not. But what I have seen, which has had me question, and I've talked to other providers about this early on, I haven't discussed this recently, but knowing that someone would get a shot and have no reaction and another person would get a shot and have a severe reaction. And so it had me wondering what's going on here. Why is that happening? And talking to a lot of people, it's like, well, there's different levels and different grades. And that's among all the, all the brands. So some were placebo without a doubt. Yep. Some were low level, some were mid and some were high. So different people were, again, if you're using the population to test, obviously they're going to have different levels. It makes sense. Yep. And so that's why we're seeing that. So it's really hard to say one is better or worse than the other, just because we, everyone was at a different level and it's hard, it's hard to say, you know, I know so many people that had, have had nothing happen, but I also know so many people that have had a severe reaction mm -hmm. and just in one shot in that instant that it was injected, they fell to the floor you know, 18 year old girl having seizures, her whole life changed mm -hmm. uh, from that moment on. So how uh, to me, it's just letting me know that there's different different levels in each one. I there, there's a website called how bad is my where you can actually go and check because I, you, you're absolutely right. This is something that I, I've spoken about before, because it seems like certain regions and certain areas uh, had, mm -hmm. had a preponderance of cases, whereas others had nothing at all. Or, you know, there, there's a, so clearly they're not putting the same stuff in each of these things. 
Uh, and uh, some people are still getting the EUA stuff uh, rather than the official uh, FDA uh, approved stuff. Um, but uh, I interviewed a, a young mother of three. She was in her late 20s. She developed multiple sclerosis after like her first dose of COVID uh, vaccine from from Pfizer. Uh, she's messed up. I mean, it's horrible. It's it, it's yeah. awful to see it. It um, is. It, it's, it's awful to see for sure. Let me go through a couple of these thank yous over here on the Foxhole, and then we're going to be opening up the uh, phone lines. You guys, I did put the information on screen, so you should see it. Let me also drop the Zoom link out there. And uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight. And there we go. And then I will also drop the meeting ID and the passcode. And if you guys want to jump on there, we will take your calls, and you can ask Dr. Jen any questions that you might have. And uh, let me see, over here on the foxhole, again, thank you very much to Sean Joe for starting it off. 123SKG said, I'm looking forward to hearing about the wellness company. Uh, thank you again to Sean Joe, DPatriot1776. He said, upcoming foxhole meetup in Saratoga Springs, New York on January 14th. You can DM DPatriot1776 if you're interested in going. Uh, thank you to Porpoiseful for that cookie. Sean Joe says, uh, thank you for the great guest and all the great guests all year, RP. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Uh, then Sean Joe dropped another cookie. Editor at large, thank you for the can. Sean Anon says, hey, brother, great guest tonight. Thank you very much, Sean. I'll put you guys in touch if you want. And then he also said, I'm curious if she's heard of long-form woo-flu, <laughs> long-form woo-flu, <laughs> so long COVID, causing an allergy to aspirin. My brother stopped breathing after one, I guess, after maybe taking an aspirin. Uh, and any, uh, uh, what do they call it, counterindications there? Yeah, no, I have not heard of long, uh, long haul <laughs> <laughs> not. But I, and, and honestly, I'm not saying things do not exist. And I'm not saying that something could happen with aspirin because at this point, anything is possible. And I do not just trust what we're being told by the, you know, higher ups in the medical. I, I just do not trust what they're, what they're saying. So anything could be possible. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, like we have no real understanding of how this stuff like reacts mm -hmm. in your body, what happens long-term, uh, you know, I right. mean, and like, you know, people develop allergies sometimes as they get older, but more often than not, when I've seen it happen to people, it's due to some other environmental factor, like something happens in your body, it causes some change. And then now all of a sudden, you know, you're a Allergic to, maybe you're allergic to aspirin. Maybe you're allergic to peanuts or something like that. But, uh, I mean, it definitely happens. Uh, also, over on Rumble, Kanakaz808. Good to see you, buddy. He says, uh, alldaychemist.com. It's a good place for all kinds of meds, including ivermectin, 12 milligrams. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's go ahead and open the phones. Uh, we got three people on the line. And, caller, you're on the air. Make sure you mute your stream. And can I get a name? Snake Pliskin. Snake Pliskin. DJ, good to hear from you. <laughs> uh, so how, how, how are you doing in the uh, uh, New York penal colony? <laughs> well, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I'm still surviving. You know, good, I, I'm I'm glad I go, into, you know, I go you know, around to it. You know, after the last time you called in, you had me looking for pyramids, right? Oh, did, did, did I really? Yes. You know yes. what I'll do? I have um, your your email address, so yeah. I will email you a picture of my building. Sweet, but I you would... can't you can't show it. Don't I'll, worry, I'll, I'll email. 
yeah, you're gonna worry. you're gonna be like, wow, that really is a pyramid. <laughs> but I'll email you a picture of it. But anyway, I uh, wanted to call and say hi to you and your guests and merry merry Christmas. I know I told you before. Merry Christmas. I'm telling you now. After. Um, and I have one question for your guests. Go ahead. Because there was something that I I I. I like I noticed, and I was like, "Why would they do that?" So the question is, why do you think or do you know that they raise like common rate of blood pressure from one twenty over eighty to one thirty over eighty? Um, like, have human beings changed that much, or like was the science wrong all our lives? Like, why did they change that? Sound, sounds yeah, like I, it's the same reason they changed the, ve- the the definition of vaccine, you know? <laughs> it really is. It really is. They, they do the same thing with cholesterol levels. Everything's always changing to kind of fit their narrative and where, where they're going with things. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I don't like to put numbers on people. I feel that you start to put everybody in a box and everybody should be at a certain level. And I think that as long as you are healthy and your blood pressure isn't sky high and, and way out there, I think that you're fine to have it at the 120 over 80 or at the 130 over 80. I don't think we should be looking at numbers, but they're, they're changing. They're just changing things to fit their narrative and probably to get people on more blood pressure meds. Oh, 120 over 80 is not low enough. We got to now 130. You're at, you're at that high range. Let's put you on meds. I mean, it's really always back to the big pharma agenda. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. They're probably, DJ, also going to be publicly changing the... Uh, uh, the the average age range for people to be having heart attacks because there have been so many young people yeah. having uh, you know dying suddenly from having heart attacks and stuff. It's it's crazy. I, I just I, I'm scared about where we're going to be in five years. You know, I mean, like, what is America going to look like at that point? You know, how many people are going to be left? Well, we'll be among them probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that's probably a good thing. Yes. Uh, yes. Who knows? Uh, you know. At the at the rate things are going now, you know, half the population of the world might be gone. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, not only America, like the whole world is very, it's, it's, it's so crazy what's going on right now. It you is. Know, I'm pretty battle-hardened, I'm pretty battle-hardened, but I'm getting a little tired right now. I'm getting a little battle-weary. Battle you know, I turn on the TV every day, and I just want to see somebody get arrested. I don't give a fuck who it is. I just want to see a fucking arrest. <laughs> I'm with you. Right there, think, you know, you, one. You, huh? me, and everybody in the audience, bro. I told yeah. you. Just yeah. one person. Let me just see yeah. one of these people we, out of the thousands we know about that are corrupt at this point. Just let's see one. One, one. You know, you know what I'm I'm actually pretty excited about? I was talking with somebody about this earlier today. What's going on at the Virgin Islands? Like, first of all, the, mm. we have the FTX collapse. Virgin Islands, you know, they picked up Sam Bankman Freed. Uh, they actually commandeered whatever crypto was left in there so they, they could salvage some money for people. Uh, and then uh, just very recently, the same attorney general of the Virgin Islands filed suit against J.P. Morgan Chase for their participation in Jeffrey Epstein's Epstein's human trafficking ring. Uh, and they called them out on it specifically. And what's so strange is that Joe Biden chose the Virgin Islands as the place that he was going to go spend Christmas this year. I wonder. Yeah. If that could have anything to do with those two unusual events. And I hope that the attorney general of the Virgin Islands has 24 hour security because, you know, you're going after the Democrats and their money and you're going after like the original big bank, J.P. Morgan Chase. I mean, that's uh, that's some danger level right there. Yeah, well, J.P. Morgan Chase, I I would believe, you know, of course, it's only speculation, was in on the sinking of the Titanic. So, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you you know, that whole story. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, Yeah, I don't think there's so too much of a coincidence of that vacation spot and also everything that you just said, you know, 
I was just actually I was just talking to somebody downstairs a, a little while ago, smoking a cigarette, and he's a young he's uh I guess he's Gen Z, Chinese. He said he was he's here since he was two years old. So he's talking, wow. and you know I, I was surprised at like some of the knowledge that he had. But then you know offshoot of the conversation, like we we're talking about athletics, and he he kind of brought up the the Kardashian family, and I was like you know. I was like thinking about it, like as we were talking, I was like, you know, something's wrong with there. I was like, because first of all, when I grew up, I was like, when Bruce Jenner won like the triathlon, like everybody in my neighborhood wanted to be like Bruce Jenner. Yeah. I was like, and, like everybody who goes into that with that Kardashian family, something happens to them. Something terrible happens to it's them. It's true. They, they, like, I've heard yeah. that there's a curse. There's a curse on any <laughs> men that get involved with the Kardashians. I mean, look what they did to... <laughs> yeah, all of them, all of them. That's crazy. But then the connection, the connection that I made was just a like a weird one. Yeah, I was like, then like so every kid when I grew up and I was in my teens wanted to be like Bruce Jenner, and then Bruce Jenner changes his sex, and now and they're pushing transgenderism himself. all over. But, but wait, he names himself Caitlyn. Mm-hmm. What is with, with the, the letter K? Every woman in that family has their oh. the letter K is the first I didn't letter even think of that. <laughs> That's a good point. There has to be something with the letter K. I'm guaranteed. I am so convinced of this now. I'm going to start digging on this letter K. You'll have to let us know what you find because yeah. I think you're on to something. I didn't even think of that. That's good stuff. I, I, we were just talking. I'm like, and by the way, what's with the letter K? You got Caitlin, Chris. Kylie, Chloe, Kim, everybody's K. Wow. All the females are K. Why? Well, so, well, so, somebody dig on that for us, too. I, I'd actually like to get an answer before the end of the show. All right, listen, DJ, we're going to bounce on to the next caller, brother. Anything else you got for uh, Dr. Jen? No, that's about it. Listen, Happy New Year, guys. Um, and as always, I love you, and I know you love us. So keep doing what you're doing. God bless us all. God bless America and God bless the world. And no one forget, justice is coming. Amen. 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 All right. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and much love. We'll talk to you soon, DJ. Peace. All right. That was great. Uh, Next caller, go ahead and mute the stream. Caller, caller. Hey, Zach, it's uh, Roberto. Hey, Hey, Roberto. What's up, buddy? How you doing? What's going on, guys? Uh, Evening, Dr. Van Water. How you doing? Hi. Good, good. Thank you. Got, got, got a lot of things to cover, if you'd let me, Zach. Um, I don't know if you remember, but there's a there was a uh, interview that Mike Wallace did in 1958 with Aldous Huxley talking about the very thing. Oh yeah. Of what we're going through with uh, big pharma, and then there was an interview that uh, Donahue did in the 1980s with June Roberts for the swine flu epidemic, and doctors that talked about the effects of vaccines and pharmaceuticals on the human body and that they were probably responsible for causing a lot of autoimmune issues. Mm-hmm. Now, you're talking about shedding and everything. And realistically, if you understand that your body actually has what they call skin mite for dermatological purposes, and your lungs in and of itself expel a lot of things bacteria-wise, it's not that far-fetched, not, not shedding-wise, but that your body is going to start transmitting a lot of these things that people are you know, I've been talking about and calling it shedding. And the thing that made hydroxychloroquine so provocative, so to speak, is because it's an immune modulator. 
All right. And it's designed to help people like me that have uh, certain types of autoimmune, you know, change things up so that your body's not constantly fighting it when it starts to flare up. And I found that when I started juicing and understanding my blood type and trying to get a balance of, you know, I have to take the pharmaceutical sides from that to help balance the autoimmune. I'm not totally against pharmaceuticals, but realistically, when you look at all the ads that they talk about today and the side effects, I really don't think they do enough testing on these things to say that it's warranted to put them out there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Right. And I I do want to say, I want to share with you that the studies, I have talked to some other pharmacists and one actually reviews and reads clinical studies. And he was realizing that the summary, the conclusion did not match the data. And so he was bringing it to the attention of his superior. And they said, never mind, don't don't pay attention to that after he was realizing. So it's exactly what you're saying. They're not doing enough testing. And when they do testing, they're giving you false data. So you're absolutely correct. Well, and, and here's another thing. And, and a lot of your listeners aren't, aren't going to be aware of this as well, too. You can go to the National, um, uh, the, the National Library of Medicine, which is a subset of National Institute of Health. Mm-hmm. And in there, you can type in any kind of set word that'll tell you, you know, well, what you're looking for. So if you're looking at like vaccine injuries, if you're looking at autoimmune, and if you're looking at drug interactions, or you're looking at studies, peer-reviewed, things like that, it's all there in the National Library of Medicine. And it starts to break down. You can even look up different drugs, different drug interactions, which brings me to the question I asked Dr. Vandenwater. There's a theory that I've got, and I base it upon a, a part of a movie that I've seen, you know, back in the 80s. And it has to do with the efficacy of how different drugs and different chemicals interact with each other that cause us to have a lot of the sicknesses or autoimmunes, okay? And what I mean by that, and it's going to sound hokey, so bear with me. In the 1989 Batman movie, the Joker came out with his Smilex product. And the only way for it to work is if you mix hairspray with, you know, shampoo or cosmetics and so forth. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know from, from, from a theoretical standpoint, sure. testing standpoint, if pharmaceutical mm-hmm. drugs, along with the things that we put in our bodies from a chemical standpoint, are having a counter, counter reaction to themselves, which is you know, basically probably what they want. Cause again, yeah. I'll just Huxley warned us about this. Mm-hmm. You create the problem that way you can sell the solution only to create another problem to sell another solution. It's a domino effect. Yep. Yep. No, you're absolutely Why do you right. Need I, refills? Yeah. yeah. You have refills on your medications. Why? Because you're never really cured. They won't want to sell a cure. Yep. Then they've lost a patient for life. So they purposely made it just enough that you have to come back and get it over and over again. And that's not really helping you. You're kind of having to be dependent on that refill. And I would not doubt one bit that there's some interaction in the body that will cause another problem to need another prescription. Because how many times do you, I mean, I've seen those TikTok videos, people send them to me where the girl's like, doctor, doctor, I need this. And the doctor, doctor, I need that. And that they just keep going from, by the time the end of the thing, she's like on like 10 pills, mm-hmm. you know, because it's one causes the next causes the next and the, the patient at the end. And that's, that's real life. That's exactly how it is. And it, there probably is a mixing of the body chemistry, foods we eat, all sorts of things that create the next problem. And, and to go a step further with that, you know, studying nutrition and like, I'm an avid juicer and there's also, um, I don't know if you're familiar, there was a uh, Dr. Morris down here in Naples, Florida, and he was an herbalist, and he actually prescribed 
herbal regimens for people that had like long-term illnesses and they actually proven to, to actually work. Now the guy has since passed, but he still actually has his clinic that's up and running. I found that when I looked at what my actual blood type is, and then I started nutritioning myself, so to speak, based upon my blood type, you know, from proteins, from vitamins and amino acids and so forth, you can actually get yourself healthier by doing things like, you know, not everybody's going to do juicing, obviously, but there's, you know, if you go back to Dr. Walker, who created the Norwalk Press, or the Walker Press, you know, it's a proven fact that over years, if you do juice and you do high-intensive juicing and nutrients, it can counteract a lot of the problems that we have. Autoimmune, you know, I haven't really seen any studies based on that. You know, it's it's one of those things where you just kind of have to find what combinations for work, you know, like turmeric, pineapple juice, things like that, you know, for your specific illness and for your specific blood type. Because for me, you know, hydroxychloroquine, the price of hydroxychloroquine went off the freaking charts. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't believe it. I was paying like $35 for a six-month supply, and now it's gone up to $350 for a six-month supply. That's that's intentional, sadly. But that's if they they make it, they price it out so that people then can't afford it and can't get can't exactly. get well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know. Yep. So I appreciate what you're doing. You know, I, I I wish and hope that we get more holistic doctors back in. You know, the scope of things because I I don't know how much you've paid attention, but we lost a lot of holistic doctors during COVID more so than at any other point. They, they were killing them before that, mm-hmm. Roberto. I mean, uh, over the, the course of a, a couple of years before COVID yeah. even came out, there was a spate of holistic doctors who were dying in very mysterious circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was yeah. even a, a conference of them and they were dosed with like some super form of psychedelic. Like, I don't know if it was LSD or if it was some other experimental psychedelic, but I mean, people were really scared for a while. Well, and, and to kind of further extrapolate on that, um, you're familiar with Brandy Vaughn, I, I would hope, correct? I, very little. I mean, I've heard the name before, but that's it. Okay. She used to be a pharmaceutical rep, and she came out against Big Pharma and a lot of the things that they were trying to push. And one of the things that she said, I will never commit suicide, so if I died, it's not, it's oh. not that I took my own life. That's why okay. she's familiar. Well, yes, fin- yes. Santa Barbara coroner came out and said, well, she died due to blood clots. Well, this woman was extremely healthy. So my, my assumption, and it's my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, if you go back and you look at, and it's kind of loosely based on things that, that you've talked about before in your show. But if you look at MK Naomi mm-hmm. and the possibility, they could have injected her with something to silence her and Absolutely. make it look like it was yeah. a natural cause for crying out loud. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. So, you know, this is, this goes beyond a war, you know, these, like you said earlier in the show, you know, we become so programmed and we forget about history and, and we continue to forget the things, you know, that have gotten us to this point and, and why we've gotten to this point. And, Absolutely. you know, I hear a lot of people talk about Dr. Malone as far as the inventor of mRNA. Well, he wasn't the inventor of mRNA. He was the inventor of mRNA vaccines. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. The, the, the actual primary collaborator was the Hungarian scientist, um, Catalan Karakot. And she actually had a lot of positive things that she wanted to do with mRNA. But, you know, of course, pharmaceutical companies and, you know, the Obama administration just started to take it and run rampant with it back during when he was in power. So 
it's a long, long, long rabbit hole. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, right. I'll give you some reassurance to know that a lot of providers that were not trained holistically are now training holistically. So a lot of the medical providers that I've known and have uh, been so privileged and honored to meet through these past few years, they are looking at ways to help people that is not pharmaceutically driven. So it is a change that's coming. It's going to be a, a process, but we we are doing our research. I mean, I never would have thought I would, you know, be a pharmacist that's not a pharmacist. So, um, so this, well, you know, the big, we're the there. Big- the big thing that we need to figure out a way is to ho- figure out how we can hold the pharmaceutical companies accountable for all these things that have been happening and, and continue to happening. And, and that's my primary concern right now, because if you look like you were talking earlier, Zach, about, you know, the whole vaccine situation and the vaccine, you know, the health, uh, digital health and everything, you know, mm-hmm. and this would go into a conversation that you would ha- you and I could have personally, but mm-hmm. you have to understand that even in Israel, a lot of the Orthodox sects in Israel would not take it and would not get sure. involved in it. And they were doing every single thing they could to silence them and demonize them just for holding to their faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, so. I, I, I've, I've gone to Trump rallies. There's a, a, a sect of Orthodox Jews that go to all of them and, uh, and, you know, they, they demonstrate and they've got signs and stuff. They're big Trump supporters. And yeah. And I know that they were against the banks. So that's awesome. All right. Well, listen, man, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? You got any plans for New Year's? Mm, not really. Just pretty much, you know, staying home, taking it easy. That's about it. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, me too. I was. Just, uh, I'll hit you up and see if you want to go to lunch. Okay. Oh, sure. Not a problem. Sounds like okay. a plan. All appreciate right, brother. It. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. You guys have a good evening. Appreciate. Thank you, you guys have a good night. You appreciate too. it. Peace. All right. Bye bye. Okay. And okay. Awesome. Great calls. Uh, we got another one coming in. Caller, you're on the air. Make sure you mute your stream. And can I get a name? Good afternoon or evening, Zach. It's Sterling Cannabis. Sterling Cannabis, my esteemed colleague. How are you tonight, sir? I am well. How are you? Doing good. Um, And your guest, um, excuse me, I did not get your name real clearly. Um, Dr. Jen? Vandewater. Vandewater. All right. Well, thank you very much. Jen, I've got a couple of very particular questions for you. Um, you got me very interested um, from pretty much the, I was a minute or two late coming in, but from the time that I did come in, you had me very interested. Um, I have a not so good recent medical history. Um, although my Historically, I had a blood pressure that would be 110 over 65, 70, something in that range. Um, Really quite healthy, but um, my father was a fullback for the Ohio State University, so that might describe my body type to you a little bit. (laughs) Uh, But... I have had sleep apnea diagnosed a good 30 years. I've been through three generations of CPAP machines. Uh, 
first generation. I was married at the time, and the thing was loud and very obnoxious. Um, that didn't last real long. After the divorce, I got second generation. I wound up getting sick. I got Legionnaire's disease. Mm. Um, I definitely got some lung damage from that. About seven years ago, I got generation number three. Mm. And around four years ago, I got sick again. It was never diagnosed as Legionnaire's, but I got rid of the machine. I'm scared to death of the damn things. Uh, My health has declined significantly since then. Mm. I now have a blood pressure that is between 180 and 190 over 130 to 140. Mm. Um, My medical doctor won't see me because I refuse to wear a mask. And I will not bend a knee to any tyrant. Um, I am retired toxicologist from the pharmaceutical industry. Um, My pension comes from Pfizer, but I am a Park Davis legacy person. Um, I understand how bad pharmaceuticals are. I'm 66 years old, and I take zero pharmaceuticals. But knowing that I was not able to figure out what was going on with me exactly, um, and spending time looking, about a year ago, I finally found a natural path. And first thing she saw kind of became the only thing she saw, and that was the blood pressure. Um, and there was nothing that she did that helped that at all. Um, six months in, her dad, who lives out west, got cancer, and so her medication to her patients here in uh, northern Michigan kind of a backseat, understandably. Sure. But there's not very many natural paths up here in the middle of nowhere. Um, But some of the things that you talked about, one of the things that she could never do for me, and my doctor won't do for me because she won't see me, is I know that I need to have a major blood panel run. Can you help me? (laughs) Yeah, um, sure. There's a couple things. I know you're not on uh, pharmaceuticals, but if you wanted to um, become the Freedom from Pharma, because you will actually have a wellness partner who will dig and do research, especially since you're kind of atypical, right? You're not you're not going to be able to come in and have a consult with a doctor and in a few consults uh, get things resolved. It might take some time. And we have other uh, clinical pharmacists like myself who are apart from the system, but really want to help people and start doing the digging and researching and trying to find what could be the problem and then working with the provider. And we have a naturopath as well, 
um, maybe help you. So maybe it's not so much to come off of pharmaceuticals, but to maybe not have to go on pharmaceuticals to get your body back in balance and in good health. So that that's well, one suggestion you know, a, a I have. Diagnosis would be would be helpful to start with, right? Correct. Exactly. And so coming in, sharing all that you share with me in greater detail with the, uh, you know, the wellness partner, your wellness partner, one of our pharmacists. And then from there, we can bring in the naturopath and a provider. Uh, we can still do labs for you as well. And that would be the provider would be able to say, ah, I know what labs we need to do. So we can get labs done. Um, so that is kind of a little more inclusive. So that you, and with the freedom from pharma is you get two visits a month with your pharmacist and then you get four visits a year for however long your year could be. Some people again can be there eight months. Some people may, may need 12 months. So you get four visits with your provider, and then you also have uh, labs at cost. So the labs are at cost, and be- we couldn't really put labs in there as a you know a price because this is not a specific. You know, it's not a uh, specific um, lab panel. This could be specific to you. So we didn't want to set up, oh, let's draw these labs and add that in. We just want to make it that it's a la carte. We The, the provider my, chooses my Medi- what labs. Medicare could pay for the lab panels, could it not? The Medicare could pay for the lab. Correct. Everything else would not be able to get covered. But through the lab, yes, Medicare could cover the, the lab. But the uh, the the premium, it's a premium membership to do Freedom from Pharma. Um, but I think that might be a really good route. This way you could have more consults with, um, you know, a, a medical professional to really start digging and discussing what is going on here and, and give you a diagnosis and possibly through the, the, the lab work, come up with some good possible natural treatments and natural remedies to help you be in better health. And a lot of it is going to be, they're, they're going to dig with you and try to figure out some lifestyle changes. Like it could be changing out some foods. It could be some movement that needs to be oh, done. It, things well, like that. I'm, I'm sure that my movement stuff has become a real issue because for me to, well, we had blizzard last week, right? Mm-hmm. Right. My driveway is 40 foot long. It took me three hours to shovel it out because I'd shovel a blind and I'd have to stop for five minutes to get my breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I could do it, but it took me forever. And I know that I could easily overexert myself the way it is right now. Um, you know, so I know that getting that in there is necessary but then it becomes a problem because I can't breathe. Right. And it's, it's good to know to start what, what you can handle and build yourself up. You never want to just, that's why I call it movement because people hear exercise and they think they've got to you know run two miles and, and their body may not be able to handle that. And it might be something even different when they start breaking things down. Maybe it is something in your food. Maybe it is something uh, I know, you know, being in Michigan, you're not getting a lot of sunlight this time of year. Um, so the vitamin D would be very helpful. So there's a, there's a lot of things that uh, they can I, offer I, I take the vitamin D3. And I, I, I'm on actually a good number of supplements from the natural path that I work with. I'm continuing on, the, you know, the regimen. Yep. Um, but I, and one of the things that you had mentioned that I might pass on that uh, the audience can use is I go to Tractor Supply and I buy 
the ivermectin cattle dip. Mm-hmm. And I put a couple drops on the palms of my hands in the morning on days when I'm going to be out in public because more than 90% of your infections come from you touching something, then touching sure. your face. Yep. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, uh, listen, uh, Sterling, I hope that that helped you. If you want, you can go to the link in the description of the video and uh, hopefully they can uh, they can assist. Yeah, I, I will, I'll, I'll use the links down below to um, yep. make contact, but I appreciate it very much. And Zach, if there is anything that you need done in Lansing, just send me an email. OK, right on, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Happy New Year. We'll see you. Um, Need to say thank you to S18, who said it's so refreshing hearing an educated doctor with a brain to be open and look further. Thank you. And then also D-Tech says, I love my new family and friends. We're glad to have you here, D-Tech. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate it. Uh, All right. We've got four more callers on the line. Hopefully we will get to all of them and uh, we won't have anybody missing out. Next caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name? Caller, can you hear me? Caller, I can see your mic is connected. If anybody out there is on the line and maybe they set their phone down for a minute, maybe this is you. Okay. Well, caller, I'm going to put you back in the waiting room. Hopefully, you will stick around and we'll get your call in in the next one. So that brings in not so Anon, Sean Anon. (laughs) All right. Sean is connecting right now, but... uh, He's taking a second, and there we go. Go ahead and unmute, buddy. Good to see you. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me ask you to unmute. There you go. Oh, no, no. It, you muted again. Muted again. Go ahead and unmute. There we go. Eureka. Welcome, Sean. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm good, brother. It's damn good to see you, as always. Always, always. And it is a pleasure to meet you as well, Dr. Uh, Vanderwater, right? Did I get yes. that right? Correct. Yeah. Most, most like, say Dr. Jen because it's a lot easier. <laughs> I, like, I like Dr. Jen, but Vanderwater is fancy. I kind of got to roll with the fancy. <laughs> I can't take credit. It's my, I'm married. <laughs> I married the name. <laughs> there's a, He's uh, fancy. There's a big Dutch population in Western Michigan where I'm from. So it's a name that I've actually heard before. This is definitely Dutch. Yes, yes. Probably no relation. I will say probably no relation. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, well, my last name's Baker, and I'm not so anon, Sean anon now. Um, And uh, I'm not related to nearly all the Bakers, but um, either way, uh, it's it's convenient for me that uh, you have her on tonight because anybody, I'm sure, could have many questions for this segment especially sure um and i i only i got so many all right so one of them you got three other callers or two other behind me yeah yeah three other behind you but we got a half hour so go ahead i, I mean don't tell on. me that <laughs> <laughs> so when i was uh between the ages of eight eight nine or ten um i distinctly remember my uncle who um i discovered he had been diagnosed with HIV. And when I was a kid, uh, I watched him um, from what I thought was AIDS. Mm -hmm. And uh, my opinion or my thinking of it has changed as he evolved over the years, especially these last couple of years. 
Um, was he on AZT? Yeah. <laughs> so I yes, and I sorry, and I what I saw, what I witnessed, and I'll never, I couldn't get these these images out of my head if I tried. Um, and it looked, what I noticed was his feet would swell up to the, like bigger than the size of his head, and it looked like his skin was melting off his bones. And I'm like, that's not AIDS. Yeah. Today I'm realizing that. And uh, Zach, dude, you gotta listen to Patrick Gunnell's. Um, he makes a compelling argument about viruses not existing. Oh, the belief. Oh, I mean, I I had uh, Mike Wallach on the show uh, about six months ago. He did a uh, a series called the viral delusion. So yeah, I've, I've gone into it. Uh, yeah. You missed I it. Didn't, I didn't really. Yeah, I apparently did. Uh, that's unusual. Cause I, you know, I like to catch most of your stuff, but, um, yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that they've never really, uh, obtained any cultures or samples of a virus from the mucus of uh, an infected person, which is just mind blowing when you really think of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I'd be curious to get your input on that as well as um, I was the one who put in the question about my brother who has since developed an uh, an allergy to aspirin since since oh. catching long, long form woo flu. I know it's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. it, it literally he stopped breathing. He stopped breathing. And yeah. then add on to that the panic. And it's like, mm-hmm. you just like, there's no breath, there's negative breath. And he had to take an ambulance ride, very expensive ambulance ride to the hospital. And um, I just, you know, me and my, my radar is constantly going up. You know, I wouldn't be shocked to find out that something about this COVID nonsense was somehow inhibiting allergies. And of all things to aspirin, which we know to counter what heart, uh, heart attacks, heart attacks right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. oh, that that's uh, that's that's quite the connection there, Sean. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does any yeah. that sound familiar to you? Or, um, I, I have, I like I said earlier, I haven't heard about that, but yes, I do know that allergies. What I have seen in watching people get vaccines through the years, <clears throat> they ended up having more and more allergies. So, and the other thing I noticed too, in talking to patients, those with asthma had the most like allergies so it's kind of strange and then it's i really do think it could have been caused from a vaccine a vaccine reaction childhood vaccine so it's very very possible um i don't again these are just things i've seen i don't have any proof to back it up but it just what i saw you know what i just kind of just asking questions and trying to make sense of what's really going on and especially after everything kind of happened in 2020, I just started asking more questions just to people I knew that I was like, oh, you have asthma? Do you have a lot of allergies? Yeah, I do. And I'm like, did you get a lot of childhood vaccines? I did. I'm like, okay. So it's just trying to put some pieces together. And the one thing, I mean, I wonder, I don't know, but if detoxing some of that out of the system, you know, is going to help decrease the allergies, decrease asthma symptoms, I don't know. But it's just something I, I've questioned. Like, I wonder if that would be, you know, something that could be done. Mm. But I I agree with you. And it's something I've been exploring. And I, I again, I, I don't know. But wondering truly what is 
causing illnesses? Is it, you know, I've been reading that our bodies do a cleanup. They do a detox. And when, when it's detoxing, we present with flu-like symptoms or a cold because our body's cleaning things out. And it's literally shutting us down so that it can do the cleanup. You know, it can go through and clean us out. So, yes, are we producing our own viruses? Are we producing our own? I don't I don't know, you know, but it is something I'm definitely I talk to friends about. We research, you know, and it's it could be maybe we've been, you know, lied to on another thing. It's very possible. Can't rule anything out nowadays, you know, I, and I don't. I think it's pretty widely known, if I'm not mistaken, about what's essentially caused kids to, if they eat too many peanuts at a young age, what that, that a lot of those vaccines you reference can, can, what they can almost cause or elevate, well, uh, allergies, right? I, well, here's the thing. So, I mean, like the, the vaccine is meant to stimulate an immune response. And if you get a vaccine or a preponderance of vaccines, and then at the same time, you end up ingesting any substance, not just peanuts. Maybe pe- people are more prone to developing the immune response to the peanuts because they've taken the vaccines, but maybe it's, uh, it's, it's any substance, but you know, kids are obviously eating a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So tells me peanut butter, there must be some health benefits to peanut butter or something, you know, (laughs) peanut oil is supposed to be good for you. So Mm -hmm. also, um, I've been noticing in the immediate family, um, I have somebody with MS. You were mentioning MS before, uh, Zach. And, um, I, first of all, I've noticed, holy cow, when, firsthand when you centralize any kind of medicine uh much less anything else man account when it comes to accountability it, it's almost it, it's not going to happen you're not yeah. going to get any accountability who you what are you going to do uh they're always going to say well have to take it up with legislation or something mm-hmm. and it just makes it seem like a daunting task and you just people just throw their hands up and quit anyways you know um and this is in relation to uh, an immediate family member who has ms and been trying to get their medication which they got to have apparently um and it's been like pulling teeth you know it's taken weeks um but also the same page the same person with uh, ms i'm curious you know anything about uh radio towers because seriously their house is right between take two football fields their house is at center field or the halfway mark, and there's one radio t- uh, cell phone tower at each end. It's like that close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just wonder, like, they can't be good. Um, mm-hmm. Right? No, you're no just it's just bathed. Yeah. Yeah, you are, which could exacerbate, you know, someone with MS. And a lot of these diseases, conditions are caused by high inflammatory markers in the body. And if you start to decrease a lot of the inflammation, decrease the exposure to EMFs, uh, turn the Wi-Fi off at night. You know, I turn my Wi-Fi off when I go to bed. I do not sleep with it on. I keep it off. I don't have my cell phone near me. I mean, I'm really ready to like not even have a TV in my house. You know, Mm. I, I don't watch it a lot, but even just to have that electronic device. I already have a refrigerator. I do not use the microwave anymore. Everything gets reheated on the stove or in a toaster oven. I mean, I'm trying to eliminate as much of that as I possibly can because it's not good to our bodies. And if you look back over each 
so-called pandemic, it was always during some electronic kind of uh, thing. So we know that we are affected by frequencies around us that we cannot see or feel or hear, but our bodies manifest and show signs that they're being, it's being interrupted from how it's supposed to, supposed to be. So I would not doubt that your relative with MS, it's, this is causing an exacerbation, causing the symptoms to be worse. I would recommend if there's a way, there are blankets that can be used on the bed at night when you sleep that protect you so that this way, at least that part of the day, they're not being exposed. And then anything they can eliminate in their house to decrease a lot of that radiation is probably important as well. And then just start those, you know, inflammation things I've been, I was talking about like drinking lemon water, um, you know, taking digestive enzymes, decreasing sugars and processed foods um, and seeing if that helps, you know, decrease some of that, the symptoms of it. Naturally, I get rid of that sugar. Oh my gosh! You ever heard of? I know. You ever heard of shungite? Yes. Yes, yes. Shungite is really good to have around. It repels a lot of that. Yes. So shungite is really good. Yeah, have shungite. I I got some for Christmas for her for Christmas, and uh, said put it maybe put it near the Wi-Fi or the router or something like that, and uh, and yeah, and uh, yeah. Shout out to you too, also for the whole uh, toxicity thing. My brother, the same one who has, now has allergy aspirin, has been preaching that up and down. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember where he heard it from. Something about water, how it's it's all about the um, oh, minerals. It's minerals. We need yeah. to increase minerals, less vitamins, more minerals. I don't know. This is what he told me. I'm not making any it's declarations. A, it's, no, course. it's a balance. It's really a balance. Yeah. That's what's really good about bee pollen is bee pollen is like, it naturally elevates you where you're low and helps balance things out. So bee pollen will give your body what it's really needing. It's, it's, it's kind of a miracle, you know, thing it's, it's great. So I really recommend getting some bee pollen that would help balance things out. We are teaspoon a day. Bee Bee pollen. Bee pollen. Yep. We are generally nutrient deficient today. I mean, vitamins and minerals, because, uh, you know, we basically stripped the land of all of the natural vitamins and minerals. And, uh, you know, I mean, like the constant factory farming. I mean, like back in the day, like people would rotate crops because it would replenish soil with, uh, you know, everything that you're sucking out. Uh, And now that just doesn't happen today. And that's why they they have to fertilize. And uh, so many of our fertilizers are also based on petroleum products, Mm -hmm. which, you know, that's a whole nother thing to worry about. But, you know, people are eating food that is just devoid of nutrients. It's overprocessed. Uh, It's it's high in uh, in carbohydrates and and high in just raw sugar. Uh, And then, of course, you throw in GMO and you're just. You're effed. Yeah. Don't forget <laughs> aluminum. Don't forget all the aluminum. And- oh, yeah. Aluminum, barium, and strontium. All right, strontium. Sean, listen. Tell everybody where they – were you here last week, Sean? Did you see? We did. We just did a show on uh, on 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 frequencies and radio waves and stuff. Ooh. You got to check uh, that, too. You got, you got some ch- homework, dude. You need to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was a pleasure, uh, Doc, and thank you for all, uh, all you're doing and uh, the courageousness. Uh, Zach, tomorrow, 6, either 6 p.m., 7, uh, New Year's Eve, little round table. Would love right it. Uh, be honored if you popped your head by. Okay. You don't have to. No I'll, pressure. I'll, I'll pop in. I'll pop in. I got no plans. So <laughs> Saloon door style. Open, close, dude. Mikasa, su casa. Good stuff. All right. Thanks, man. Happy New Year. Good to talk Thank to you. Thank you. We'll see Much you. love. Much love. Peace.
All right. So the caller who was not able to connect earlier did hang up, but we still have two other callers. Caller, you're on the air. Make sure you mute that stream. And welcome to the program. Can we get your name? Hey, Zach. It's Search Dog Tom. How are you, buddy? Search Dog Tom. So good to hear from you. How you doing tonight? Doing all right, my friend. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, uh, Aside from the little sidebar conversation you and I were having, which I guess we'll maybe get into a little bit, uh, I wanted to say, uh, Dr. Jen, that was pretty cool, all the information that you gave us. Uh, really appreciated it. I had a question for you um, regarding uh, homemade hydrochloroquine. Uh, essentially, uh, I read somewhere where you could take tonic water, grapefruit peels, uh, lemon peels, and put it in a crock pot, cook it for two or three hours, and, and never take the lid off because the quinine will escape from the, the, the uh, tonic water. And I mm-hmm. add uh, some turmeric and mm-hmm. some cinnamon and honey. And uh, I take that with uh, a regimen of vitamin D, zinc, uh, vitamin C, and quercetin every day. Uh, so anyway, I, I, knock on wood, I have not been vaccinated uh, with the mm-hmm the uh you know the shot <laughs> and uh i haven't been sick so it seems to be working um what are your thoughts on this homemade tonic that i've been using i think it's fantastic i i did the same in the beginning i put fresh ginger root in mine and mm-hmm. um when i when i didn't have access and i was you know concerned and i had heard about uh, hydroxychloroquine being like, you know, as soon as I saw it go political, I said, oh, here it is. And so right. it's not exactly, it is, it is quinine that you're making. And so, yeah, it does it does work. And I, I used it too. So I, I do recommend it. Um, it's good as a, it replaced my orange juice in the morning. I got rid of all that garbage and started using um, that and used it all the time. So I do recommend using that. That's a great thing. And I love that you add those extra things like I did. So extra benefits. Yeah. In fact, I was noticing Zach drinking his uh, lemon water and it looked like he maybe had a little turmeric in there. No, no, no turmeric, but I am a fan of turmeric and uh, I definitely have it. I make golden milk. You guys ever heard of that? It's like, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's from India, but it is basically like turmeric, uh, a little bit of cardamom, a little bit of cinnamon. It's in milk and uh, it's a great way to take turmeric. And, you know, if you're, if you don't want to just take supplements, I don't necessarily always just want to take a bunch of pills. So, uh, but right, yes, you get right. all the benefits of it and it tastes delicious. Yeah. Right. Hey, and uh, in regards to your one of your previous callers talking about he he got off the CPAP machine, uh, it sounded to me like you know, and he had developed Legionnaires disease, he said, and some yeah. other respiratory problems. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I've been on a CPAP machine for 25 years, and unfortunately, I, I hate it, but uh, <laughs> it, it's one of those deals. And but the the key to that is I I can always feel respiratory illness coming on uh, with my CPAP machine. It's generally from lack of cleaning. That's what uh, I was thinking. And, and yeah. Yeah, I actually, I, I searched for it here after uh, Sterling mentioned it, and it looks like it's it's pretty common. A lot of people reported getting yeah. Legionnaire's disease. And, you know, when I was much younger, they diagnosed me with uh, sleep apnea. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I started working out and I lost some weight and it went away. So it, 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 it became a non-issue. But they wanted to put me on a CPAP machine, maybe do a sleep study. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm too young and irresponsible to be able to like keep up with all the maintenance that requires that's required here. Plus I didn't have insurance. So, you know, I just never went on right. it, but thank, thank God. I mean, I can only imagine, I, I don't want Legionnaire's disease and it, it sounds no. like a nightmare. Well, uh, I, as you know, as you know, I was a fireman. So, uh, Absolutely. you know, having a, 
a, a sleep machine or CPAP machine, you know, at work was a pain in the neck. And sure. anyway, mm-hmm. I learned uh, vinegar and water uh, is the best sanitizer for all your, your hoses and masks and whatnot. Change your filters out regularly. And I mm-hmm. also use one of those, uh, uh, oh, shoot, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, the machine that cleans your uh, CPAP machine ultrasonically, I believe it is. Okay, okay. And and it, mm-hmm. and it works pretty good. But, uh, I, you know, even regardless of weight, I've, I, you know, some people just have uh, a, a smaller uh, throat and a large tongue, and it just right. closes your airway off at night, and it just stinks. But yeah, anyway. Definitely. You know what would be great? I just thought of this. They could easily design a CPAP machine with a, a UV bulb, uh, you know, protected inside of it. And then you just tur- turn that on, on during the day when you're not using it, and then it would totally disinfect it. That's Absolutely. a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to patent that. There you go. There you go. Exactly. There you go. Yes. Just don't put it in with the big pharma patent. Yes, yes. You guys, yeah. Nobody steal that from me. Nobody steal that. Yeah. <laughs> right. let me, let me, I'll tell you a little, quick little story about that real quick about sure. patents. I uh, I was a little bit of an inventor and, and developed a few things and had a, a few patents. And uh, let me tell you, uh, <laughs> I had people, major corporations, uh, you know, that, that would look at my stuff and then they turn around and steal it. And for me to to fight them in court was a losing battle. One of the companies was, uh, you know, a major, major company. And, I mean, billions and billions of dollars. They'd have just tied me up in court until I was broke. So, you know, patents aren't aren't the answer to everything either. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've, I've had a couple of inventions in my life that, like, somebody else went and actually developed. But I thought about them and, uh, like, had a a, a notebook when I was younger. I used to try to think about cool things to do, but just never. Must be a guy thing because my husband's the same way. Oh, is he? He's got a whole. He has a whole list of things he's invented, and, and then they came out, and he's got it written down on the on a, like a notepad like you before it was out. He's like, I thought of that first. So yeah, yeah. let's be a guy thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. I'm with All right. you. Well, Search Dog Tom, uh, me and Brad are going to be getting a, a hold of you after the new year, and I'm looking forward to uh, talking at, uh, at length with you. Sounds good. You got my number. Absolutely. All right, brother. Thank you very much. God bless and happy new year. Thank day. you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, Dr. We'll Jen. Happy new year to y'all. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Uh, Next caller coming in. Thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight. Caller, you're on the air. Make sure you mute your stream. And can we get a name? Uh, At length with you. Caller? Caller, can you hear me? Got to mute your stream because otherwise you're going to be in conflict with the Zoom audio. Are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Uh, Yes, I've got you. Yeah. Can we get your name? Hi, this is um, KK Texas. KK Texas, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Wanted to thank you guys for a great show. Um, we're just curious on Doctor um, Vanderwater's opinion on the um, like blood transfusions and oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. actually, somebody yeah. reached out to me the other day, Jen. You know, I have heard of uh, services that allow you to donate your own blood and like keep it on Mm -hmm. ice so that if something traumatic does happen, then, you know, you can get transfused with your own blood. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Um, it's, this is actually a topic that's coming up a lot lately because as people are realizing, and you know, what's even crazier, the, those that are vaccinated that took one shot that do not want to take more, even they are like, I don't want a blood transfusion with vaccinated blood. I want, I want some that are not. Um, I, I don't recommend doing a transfusion unless you absolutely know, 
that you're getting on vaccinated blood, whether it is like your own or a relative. Um, I can say my younger sister had to go in for a procedure back in September and she didn't have enough time to donate her own blood or get some blood donated. And they had her, they, they said to her, well, you're going to, if something happens, we're going to give you a transfusion. And she said, well, is it going to be vaccinated or unvaccinated? So we don't know. So she said, I don't want a transfusion at all. And the nurse and the doctor were like, but you have to, you could bleed out on the table. She said, I would rather bleed out. So she had to sign a waiver, which panicked my mom to no end because she was in the room with her. Like, what are you doing? She says, I do not want to take that risk. So she signed it and we prayed and thankfully she made it out okay and did not need a blood transfusion. But it is something that I know a lot of people are talking about. I know there are a lot of organizations that are looking into this um, and it is a need. And I, I just, I don't know what else to say except to get, save your own, like you're saying, Zach, because it's something uh, that, that actually came up along, right in the beginning of this, a lot of people were asking, if I were to get into an accident, what do I do? The concern I have, the number one concern, because I just don't trust the industry, is even if you were to, in a traumatic situation, would they be cognizant enough to know you had your own supply? Like if you're going in for a procedure, you can bring it and so forth. Yes. But if something were to happen, a car accident, I just, I don't know. I just have little faith in the people that are still in the hospital systems that they would follow any directive that you had that and that's just that's just sad yeah you know i mean Mm -hmm. the only thing i could think about was like maybe wearing dog tags or like they make those bracelets with like medical directives on them that's that's the only way and even then you know who's to say you know if they're going to honor what you what you've requested because you know you're passed out or you know lost consciousness or something but and then they look at you and think oh geez this person wants unvaccinated blood like you know so i just i don't know either like are they gonna think you're one of those conspiracy theorists you know like exactly you just yeah it's a very very sad spot we're in i'm hoping that as we we build clinics actual clinics that we can have blood banks at those clinics where um people would be able to come in and and not have to worry anymore but we need to have those established sooner than later well i'm just i'm just wondering yeah. when there will be like a, a monetary premium on unvaccinated blood you know because i mean they just you know they pay homeless people to come in and and donate plasma and stuff i mean you know and there's abs- they, I've, I've looked into this they are not checking to see whether or not you're vaccinated they just take everybody's blood and they just put it into the same mm-hmm. supply you know i mean it's just you know quantity over quality so and maybe someday you know way down the road i don't see it soon but you used to have to you know get checked for aids so i'm guessing that there will come a point it's not anywhere i believe in the near future but they will realize and it will be said and they will start checking between vaccinated and unvaccinated blood but it's it's not where we're at today it's crazy yeah Uh, so do you you agree that it's sorry do you agree that it is a concern because i've you know, we follow a lot of di- different doctors, um, and some of them say, oh, you know, it's fine for after X amount of weeks. But to us, mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't seem to leave the body after a certain amount of time. So with a family with a medical condition where it could be a need. Yeah, I, I, I would not. I would not recommend uh any amount of time on vaccinated blood. And if it is a need that you are aware of, um, try to find someone locally, like Zach is saying, who would allow you to 
have that reserve if it's something that you know is going to come up or have it donated in the time frame where you know someone's going to need it. But I, I would not um, risk any time frame on the vaccine. We don't have enough answers yet to say yes or no to any of that. I know that I'm okay. going to be looking That's for venture cool. capital after this show so we can start a pure blood uh, supply company. <laughs> yeah. Keep your invention in this. You're going to you're <laughs> I'm going to be set for life. <laughs> all right. KK, anything else for the good doctor? I think that's all. Thank you so much. It was a great show tonight. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Have a great night. God bless. Happy New Year. All right. One more caller on the line. I'm going to take the call information off the screen, please. If you're not on the line already, then just don't call in. Caller, make sure you mute your stream. And welcome to the program. Can we get your name? Brian Boys. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Freya and Boys. Oh, Freya. Yes, Freya and Boys. Good to hear. Good to hear from you again. What's on your mind? So, hey, this is like the best idea I have seen in a long time. Uh, I have so many questions <laughs> and so many stories. So, Zach, I don't know if you remember, but I'm retired military. Absolutely. And uh, the last time I talked to my VA doctor, so we were on a six-month schedule for a teleconference. We got to the point because of COVID that was just phone calls that were necessary so I could continue on with my wonderful benefits. No sarcasm intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this was, uh, I had a colonoscopy. I'm at that age. It was right when COVID hit. And it was, you know, I had to go in and whatever and do your 50-year-old BS. And uh, so me and my wife are sitting in the parking lot and we're wondering, hey, should we wear masks? It wasn't mandated. It was just, COVID had just broke up. I think it was in like uh, February. Anyways, we decide, yeah, we'll wear a mask. We go in there and I get it all done. I get home. I get sick for four days. Ooh. Chills. I don't know if it's COVID or just you know. I, I live in northern Minnesota. I'm about an hour away from the the border, and uh, I'm 45 minutes away from it. I have my own little compound since I retired from the military. I bought 40 acres on a nice private lake. Sounds and like where I want to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's me, my 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 four dogs, my four white German shepherds, and my wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, she works part time and whatever, whatnot. But anyway, so the doctor's interviewing me, and he gets to the question: "Have you been vaccinated?" Mm-hmm. And I, I, I told him, I said, "I don't answer that question." <laughs> and boom, the conversation just almost ended. I was like, "Well, oh. you know," he didn't try to defend himself. Like, "Hey, I'm your doctor. You need to tell me these things or not." He just. Like, if I was sitting in front of him, mm. he was turning red in the face. Mm. And, and he, he asked me why, and he says, yeah, I assure you that COVID's a real thing. I get friends that are working in emergency rooms all over Minnesota, and uh, this is a real thing. And I'm like, well, it's got nothing to do with that. I just, you know, I don't answer that question. And, you know, I, I guess where I'm going with this is that uh, it's so nice. To, to talk to like-minded people. I am a pure blood, O positive, 
So uh, I can be pretty valuable. Highly desirable. <laughs> yeah, right? I, you know, I, I thought of the perfect uh, uh, singles ad, you know, in the singles paper. A pure, pure blood seeking other pure blood to repopulate the world. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Good stuff. My wife didn't think that was that fun. But... <laughs> She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> all right, brother. So, you know, I've been ice fishing all night. You know, I have a complaint about your show, Zach. Oh, no. Because you're on so, you're on so late in the evening. By the time you come on, I've had a couple drinks, and I can't get my thoughts together half the time. <laughs> That's why I started the show at 8 p.m. tonight, because I know that Friday's uh, uh, going on at 10. A lot of people can't stay up that late. So now it's two hours earlier, so hopefully that helps. Well, God bless. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I, 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 need this out, I need this outlet to vent. I understand. I understand. In, in, glad, glad we can be here. And I appreciate being around like-minded as well. So yeah. feelings mutual. Right. Well, there's, there's so few of us. You know, there are people waking up, though. In my immediate circle, there's a handful of people, you know. Uh, so we have our ice, ice house fishing friends, which mm-hmm. you might you know, think, you know. And my generator broke down last week. And mm. out of all my ice fishing friends, nobody's got a generator to borrow me. So I had to bring out the Big Bertha. And pollute the whole neighborhood noise. <laughs> but I don't mind. Whatever you got to do not to freeze, man. That's good. All right. Well, That's listen, great. listen, I, I appreciate hey, your call. No, I, 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 had a, I had a question for the doc. Oh, okay, Sorry. go ahead. I go carry ahead. on a little bit. So I've been taking CDS solution. Are you familiar with that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Chlorine dioxide. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Correct. And up here in the winter, it gets very dry. So... Uh, Three o'clock in the morning, me and my dogs, they wake me up, and usually I get up, and I'm very thirsty. So that's when I drink my chlorine dioxide. I take 17 drops. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, so what do you know about that? And, you know, I I have a that's double vaxxed and has had two heart attacks, and I started them on the stuff. And I, I just want to know... What what you think? I don't I don't want you to swear by it. You know, liabilities and blah blah blah. And I feel guilty. I have time. I'm worried that if, if something happens to him, somebody's going to sue me for practicing medicine without a license. But anyways, what do you think about that solution? Yeah, it, it is a good solution. It, it brings oxygen to your body, so that actually helps decrease a lot of the uh, acidity and inflammation in the body, so it is really good. Um, I am new to it. I, I have some on hand. I've never used it, but when I heard all the benefits of it, I was worried that it would get removed from the market, so I ordered some to have it on hand, but I have not used it. I, I know of a doctor friend who tries anything and everything so she can tell patients. And so she actually tried this herself and was dosing it a little too high. Good to know the only side effect is you're in the bathroom. That's right. So it's not like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, right, like right. it's not it's not like very toxic and you actually have any real issues. Um and then when she realized the dosing, she backed down, but she did notice improvements in some of her her conditions. So it's something I'm I'm new to, but I, I've heard a lot of great things. I mean, I even heard you can use it in like a hot tub instead of having to use chlorine, oh, which you can, yeah. Right? Like yeah, there's so many I, I use it, it in my minnow bucket. 
There's yeah. Uh, so you can, I mean, uh, chlorine dioxide is is like com- it's commercially available as a water water purification drops. Like if you if you go camping or hiking or stuff, right. you can have tablets or yeah. you can bring the liquid with you. But uh, I I don't know yep. if uh, yep. if you had seen this show, Freya, but. Um, uh, God, maybe a year, year and a half ago, I did an interview with a guy who produced a document documentary called The Universal Antidote, and it's about chlorine dioxide. And that title is taken from an official study that was done by NASA, where they called it the Universal Antidote. They wow. send it with astronauts to space because it stops them from getting sick. Because obviously, you get really ill up in, uh, in the space station, and things are going to go bad. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, they purify the water with it. Uh, they, they use it for absolutely everything. I mean, basically it, it is, it, I mean, it cures everything. It's crazy. Well, I would like to add my, uh, whatever you call it. My two, two cents, cents worth it is I'm telling you, I've seen a huge difference. So, you know, I have, you know, I'm a little bit of an alcoholic and I smoke uh, so I had some conditions building, and I knew that I had to make some changes, and I'm still working on it. You know, with God willing, I'll, I'll take one thing at a time. But uh, what I noticed right away is that my blood pressure went down, yeah. and all my, you know, uh, so, you know, I'm in Minnesota. I wear boots 24 hours a day, Botox, so... My feet don't stink anymore. My <laughs> fingernails are growing like you would not believe. And that's uh, great. Uh, uh, some of my skin conditions have gone away. It, I I swear by this stuff. I, I truly do. And uh, I think some more people should come out and talk about that more often. I know it's a slippery slope because. I'm sure the FDA and FBA mm-hmm. and CIA and whatever, whatnot, you know, I get, that's where you get the little paranoia going in for you. Well, when it anyway. works, they don't want you to know. So that's true. It's exactly. True. But the, the pharmaceutical company's like, oh, shut up, shut up. Yep. Yep. So I, I would, uh, you know, I've got uh, another supplier for that. That's uh, that's in the description. I know Debbie has passed it out a couple of times, but I would highly recommend checking that interview that I did uh, with the creator of the Universal Antidote. I, he was. I a, remember it. Yeah. You, you're the one that got me started on this. Oh, sweet! I'm that's a, awesome. I subscribe. I subscribed to them on Telegram. Good, good. And yeah. uh, they got constant updates and uh, testimonials. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Testimonials. Huge yes, yes. testimonials about this stuff. You know, and they've been using it. They use it in city water systems all over the world. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it really is. You can use it in so many things. I mean, my, uh, my, my, there's a dental solution I put in my, my cat and my, my dog's, uh, water and it's chlorine dioxide. Yep. My animal too. Yep. Yep. And, um, and yeah, I got a mouthwash. We had a 14 year old that, that, that just recently received, uh, uh, died. Sorry. And, uh, I think I lengthened her life by about a year. Because we were ready to put her to sleep. She could barely stand up and this wow. and that. And then she would get embarrassed because she would start peeing on her way to the to the door to ask to go outside. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It was sad to watch. But I, I, uh, when I first put her on it, I, we seen a huge, dramatic change right away. It, it lengthened her life. Uh, uh, and she lived well for the last year. Yeah. It was amazing. 
That's awesome. I'm glad to hear. Well, listen, we are past the 10 o'clock hour, and I don't want to keep Dr. Jen too long, so I appreciate your call, and uh, thank you very much, thank man. Thank you, Dr. Jen. I, 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 feel, I feel a lot more confident with taking this stuff now and maybe even uh, telling my friends about it because you know, that's a hard thing to do because I come from a very liberal place in the world, and uh, they don't want, always want to hear, you know. So yeah. thank you, Zach. And uh, I love you, but Thanks, uh, a little bit earlier, I'll, next time we call in, I might, I might not have so many drinks in me. All right, like. No problem. Enjoy yourself. Be safe you. and, and happy new year. Happy new year. Thank you. We'll see Always. You God right. bless. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. <clears throat> All right. One final thank you over here on Rumble. Cranop59 says, maybe I'll call in sometime. Who knows? Stranger things have happened. I really appreciate that, buddy. And then also over on the Foxhole, Florida Girl for Truth says, can your guest, oh, great guest in discussion, RP. Thank you. Uh, and then Sean Joe said, again, great show, Zach. Happy New Year to you and Dr. Jen. And then Sean Joe dropped another cookie. Curious Patriot dropped three cookies. So thank you very much for those guys. I really, really appreciate it. Dr. Jen, at the end of the show, I always like to ask my guests, what would you like the audience to take away most from our conversation? Well, the number one thing is they are their own health. They own their health. They own their health. They are the ones in charge. And I'm, I'm just someone sharing information that I've researched. I, it's none of my training through my years in college. It's all that I've had afterwards that I've been awakened in research. And I, my goal is to help empower and equip people to have mind, body, spirit alignment. And that's, that's what I'm here to do. And I actually call myself, which I did not even say that on this. I call myself the people's pharmacist because I'm here for the people. So that's, that's important for people to know. Mm-hmm. All right. I, well, I love it. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and spending some time with us. Uh, thank you to everybody at home. I passed out the gold pills on the Foxhole, so hopefully you guys won something. And uh, I am taking tomorrow off because it is New Year's Eve. I hope you guys all have a wonderful the wonderful rest of the year, and I hope that 2023 will be much better than what we've experienced in the last 12 months. So until Monday afternoon when I see you guys on RPN, good luck and God bless. Thanks again, Dr. Jen. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.